Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. Online news is reporting this morning of um, five deaths in Tasmania. Now, originally four children had died and five were injured um, seriously, and another one now has passed away. You may be aware of that story. Uh, they fell about 30 feet um, with a jumping castle which was blown into the air um, and at least five others, as I say, was, uh, were dangerously injured. So five passed away, five little kids. The castle took flight with the students and a lot of inflatable plastic balls inside in the, in the trampoline. Um, and uh, they tumbled and tumbled and tumbled over 30 feet. And there's some photographs online as well this morning. Um, very, very sad news coming out of Tasmania this morning, notwithstanding that we've been talking about Bouncy Castles um, recently. Sorry, did I say trampoline? My apologies. A Bouncy Castle, which would be very, very floatable in a high wind, of course, um, um, as opposed to maybe a trampoline. We Although we've seen those in high winds as well. Uh, so that's a story that makes the uh, online news overnight from Tasmania. Uh, meanwhile, of course, we uh, continue to wonder as to what NEFA are going to say and what the Cabinet are going to listen to. And today we'll tell a lot then as to whether there are any changes this side of Christmas but they are um, just like you know every every winter we hear of uh, different uh, seasons of viral uh, loads and what have you and of course the last couple of winters it's been uh, COVID whether it's been Delta or indeed now Omicron so the Independent this morning says that there's a warning now that virus cases could soon hit 20,000 a day now that again let me tell you is a worst case scenario and thankfully we never hit the worst case scenarios. So I think there's room for a lot of optimism. Uh, yesterday, News Talk were reporting a story from Dr. Angelique Coatsy, who's the chair of the South African Medical Association. And it's worth hearing this. Uh, she says that they've been seeing patients presenting with mainly mild symptoms with regards to uh, Omicron. And she was quoted as saying, all of the patients recovered. It can take anything from three to seven days to be fine. And we don't really prescribe many medications apart from, she says, ibuprofen and paracetamol for five days. And the recovery time is more than half what you would see with the mild Delta cases. So I think that is room for a lot of optimism. She said what happened in South Africa is the first few days our cases did double, but around a week and a half later, it stabilized and it doesn't trouble anymore. Um, our death rate is quite low. It is not as high as it was with Delta. So I hope that might put a little bit of an extra pep in your step. I hope it does, really, because uh, you have to accentuate the positive and we can't be living in fear, particularly when the papers are saying, oh, 500,000 people are going to be isolating on Christmas Day and having their, bre- having their Christmas dinner in their own bedroom. Um, uh, not, notwithstanding, everything comes with a caveat and a warning that we need to do all of the right things. You can't be reckless. But... Um, I don't know whether you would call it reckless, the way that they doled out the POP payments and doled out the EWSS grants to various businesses. I guess they had to get it in fast. But what we are starting to see now is companies um, that perhaps um, should be paying it back. Like, for instance, the Minister for Finance, Pascal Donoghue, makes the Irish Times, suggesting that some companies that claim taxpayers funded wage subsidies from the state, and we paid out as taxpayers $5.7 billion business in you know 5.7 billion euro in business support and that they should return the cash if they didn't need as much as they thought now uh, i didn't get to this yesterday but on what yesterday the irish times was reporting a company that distributes mercedes benz in ireland claimed almost 1.8 million euro in wage subsidies last year and paid a similar amount as a dividend to an offshore company 
So what the Irish Times is saying is they got 1.8 million in wage subsidies and gave and sent 1.8 million or something close to it offshore as a dividend, which is kind of a thing you would give to shareholders, isn't that? So, I mean, why? Like, surely that money should be given back. And I think the Times this morning are reporting another company in similar circumstances today. So that's kind of heartbreaking when you hear it, isn't it? On top of those that have been constantly saying that many people on PUP shouldn't have been on it because they only were working a day or two and had a part-time job. But at the, in the real world then that we live in, I'm not saying that that isn't real world, but day-to-day living for everybody else means that, um, you know, one of the things everybody would wish to do is to own their own home. And the Mail this morning says that house prices, in spite of everything else, keep on soaring. The fastest rate in six years now, with house prices going up by just under 14% year on year. And talking about numbers, the Justice Minister has said that um, people who spike other people's drinks will get three years jail. Uh, more than half of the spiking incidents reported to Gardaí doesn't just involve popping a tablet or a substance into a person's drink, but it involves a needle. Um, and it's very interesting, actually, because uh, that's a topic that we dealt with on air uh, some weeks back. Um, I guess with a lot of socialising being curtailed across the Christmas, that's the only upside to it, that people will be possibly safer in that regard. And, you know, with the lotto just rolling on six months now without a winner, the 19 million euro jackpot, it seems as if they've put a plan together now that five numbers will win it now instead of six. Um, I don't know how they're going to fix this long term. I don't know if anybody's talking about the fact that there's just too many balls in the drum. But one way of winning it is uh, to allow somebody with five winning numbers rather than six. Um, and maybe that might, they, maybe they might do that constantly in the future if it continues to, to roll on. Because the only people that are winning on this is the company that now owns the lotto. Uh, but other numbers then of interest talk uh, is a story in the mirror this morning where they talk about 200 dogs being stolen from Irish homes every single week. There are criminal gangs now that make good money in dogs, particularly pedigree dogs and lots of breeds are they're in, of interest in, but particularly smaller breeds like Cavachons and King Charles, Spaniels, Pomeranians. They're the top for the target uh, for te- thieves apparently, certainly with the run up to Christmas because they're probably stealing to order a lot of the time. Um, a lot of stories in the courts this morning. One very disturbing heartbreaking story making the examiner court reports this morning where Liam Healan talks of a 10 year old boy who was raped on a sleepover by his cousin who was aged 12 to 14 at the time. That's a terribly sad story. It's horrific uh, and it's a front page, it's an inside page story from the court reports on Lee's side. And then internationally um, Ghislaine Maxwell is not going to give evidence in her trial. Her defense team have said that she is too fragile. Uh, and I think many people would be breathing a sigh of relief that she's not going to take the stands, particularly those that thought that she might be naming names from the from the stand. But she's going to avoid that. Well, they're going to get get to avoid that because she's not going to testify. Uh, I think they're, they, they say that she's too frail, but she will also avoid being grilled and grilled about her relationship with Epstein and her relationship with Prince Charles. Uh, and that's a story that makes all of the red tops today. O.J. Simpson's got a completely free man. He's been released early. He didn't go to jail, clearly, obviously, for um, the death of his wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her friend. But he did end up going to jail for robbery. Uh, And that's a story that makes the international sections of the papers today. And one other one then from overseas, and that's the retrial of Molly and Tom Martins. Ralph Regal, from the get-go, even wrote the book on it, has been following this story. And he's following it for The Independent this morning. They've got a retrial, of course, and that will happen in the spring, apparently, into the death, the murder uh, of the Irishman Jason Corbett, her her husband. And that's a story that makes the international sections. But to the sublime and the ridiculous, how can you sell a text message? Well, you can sell anything. I mean, you can sell virtual art and digital art these days and people buy it where it's just literally on a screen. So the world's first text message, which was sent 
uh, by uh, a fellow by the name of Richard Jarvis in December of 1992 uh, to, actually, no, the message was sent with by a guy called Richard Jarvis within the, the Vodafone network, apparently. The very first one was, the, was just two simple words, Merry Christmas. That was it. Just those two words. Merry Christmas. That first text now um, is, is up for auction and they figure that it will make £170,000. It's been paid for, um, apparently, um, but I think it will be paid for using cryptocurrency and then the winning bidder will get it as a digital file. <laughs> you want to have an awful lot of money to burn, really to buy that, a digital file of the world's first text. I mean, you can't make that up. Oh, and, and also, talking about things that appear on screens, we came across a very interesting one this morning, and this is just an ad up on the line, and it says, a double bedroom available uh, in Bishopstown, vegetarian, vegan, non-smoker only, parking available, immediate move-in. It sounds like a beautiful, beautiful house, but what was interesting is, you could probably be able to work out whether somebody was a smoker or not. Um... But how in the name of God would you be able to be able to prove before they moved in whether they were a vegan or vegetarian? Like you could say that you're a vegan, uh, you wouldn't. Be, how would you prove it? Like you don't have a, vegans don't go around with certificates or anything. Do they have a QR code saying that they're vegan? So you get into the house, you pay your month's rent, you move in, and then you start, <laughs> then you start making steak dinners and roast beef and sausages and rashers and black and white pudding for breakfast. I would have thought the horse would be bolted by then. But if you want the horse to bolt, or at least your guest, this is a kind of a mute point now because one would think that nobody's going to be having people over socializing over Christmas because of what we've been told, what we should and shouldn't do. But there is um, top 15 things you can do to get your guests to go home early. The top 15 ways of getting rid of guests who stay too late makes the mail this morning. And I want to drill into those, give you some tips and guides to get rid of guests guests who just won't go home um, a little later on this morning. You might want to use them. They're wickedly cunning ways to get people just to leg it. Anyway, lines are open at one 106 You can text 0868104106. Yesterday, uh, Seamus was out and about microphone in hand to the streets of Cork to discover Corkonian's favourite Christmas memory and indeed Christmas song that puts him in a really good festive mood. The countdown to Christmas continues. Have a listen. I'm from a family of 15, um, but many years ago my mother died unexpectedly, but my dad was left with all of us and one Christmas morning he was after working so hard, like he worked so hard all his life, and um, he did his glasses off and he reached over to get what he thought was a glass of, uh, a glass of orange goes on bubble bath and for the whole for the whole Christmas we are singing like forever blowing bubbles like, you know, to the great crack you know so I think that too long remember what the oven when Christmas day we were oh my turkey. god yeah we were cooking a turkey and we yeah, went down to my mother's and we came back and the the, the oven was after breaking Christmas day halfway <laughs> through cooking the turkey yeah 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 so what do we end up doing with the... We have to get another oven. We, yeah, we have to go venturing for another oven on Christmas Day <laughs> to finish up cooking our turkey. <laughs> yeah, that was the memorable one, all right, yeah, because we always say that about our cooking our Christmas turkey. That's our memory, together. But it didn't kill you, anyway. You're no. still here. <laughs> it's just Christmas to us, we're sisters was watching the snowman or listening to the record with the lights off and the Christmas tree lights on. We did that every year, we loved it. Yeah. 
We've had no trees on fire. (laughs) No (laughs) uncooked turkeys. (laughs) Nothing Nothing like that. Nothing exciting. (laughs) I've got lots of uh, favourite Christmas carols, actually. Yeah, I like every Christmas song. Yes, I like them all. All. (laughs) Yeah, I love them all. Yeah. Why is that? Our dad was used to love Christmas and he made it really exciting and we just uh, we it was really exciting time of year and all the Christmas songs it was like magic oh holy night yeah yeah I love that it's always been one that I've liked and it's really the spirit of Christmas I think. Holy night as well. I don't like riding home for Christmas because that I, I, I get very emotional when I hear that. Because uh, you know somebody I, I I loved very much died around Christmas time, so it wouldn't exactly be the best time of the year for me. Okay. I, I like when we get to Stevens's Day because psychologically uh, I think the days are getting a little bit longer and brighter. And then if you walk around your garden, you see the, the daffodils coming up, and it's just you know. And it takes away the doom and gloom. All I want for Christmas is you. It just starts to bring out the Christmas cheer, happiness and time for family and stuff. Could you give us one or two lines? <laughs> all I want for Christmas is you. I suppose all I want for Christmas really is one of the popular ones, isn't it? Or uh, George Mikein. Last Christmas, that'd be a good one, yeah. It's a good one, yeah. The Bing Crosby one is usually the I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. I suppose it's because it's this just year after year after year. It never dies. It never fades. I suppose my, my, well, my fondest thoughts really would be um, a trip into Princess Street to a shop called Trains, Boats and Trains. Fantastic atmosphere there. We saw the window and uh, there was a great memory. My father would bring me in and be looking in the window. You'd be looking to get a look in the window really. But then one one year then I got a train set and it was the it was the best thing ever happened to me. So yeah, really and that was a good memory. But they're they're really good days. They're really good days. My favourite one would be White Christmas being Crosby. Why is that? I don't know, it just rings a bell with me but uh well back in the days again as I said, we used to have the cold weather and it'd be lot we'd have the snow and it was just, it's just it just is it's Christmas, it's white Christmas, you know, so hopefully we'll get one this year. It's always a better Christmas to have a white Christmas. And do you have a few bars of it there in your head that you could give us? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the ones we used to know. White Christmas. That's a classic. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Just referencing back. Thanks to everybody who communicates with me. I do appreciate. It. I was referencing the five kids who died in Tasmania with the bouncy castle that just flew away in the wind. Interesting text. My daughter had a communion lunch in a hotel in Cork. I was looking out the window and saw the front of the bouncy castle lifting. I wasn't happy, and I told the children to get out. They did. I went and told management. They were not very interested and thought. I'd say I was just a silly woman. Within minutes, the castle took off up over spiked railings and landed on the main street of the very busy town. No way would the kids have survived that fall. The bouncy castle was not secured correctly. 
I could see that myself as it was lifting and lifting. Won't go on the air, but uh, just make a, an effort to read this out. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. And again, your intuition told you just instinctively that all was not right. And you were dead right to intervene. Talking about interventions, right? If you have people over and it's not up to me whether you do or not or how many or the numbers are, I'm quite sure you can limit your guests and have people in the house for God's sake. But how do you get rid of them? Well, the mail this morning has come up with 15 wicked, cunning ways to get rid of dinner party guests who just won't go home. And here they are, in, in no particular order, right? But they say, um, leave the room, go to your bathroom. I don't know whether it's 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or 1 or 2 in the morning when you do this. Go to your bathroom, come back with your toothbrush and toothpaste and brush your teeth in front of them. Um, sorry, getting ready for bed. Uh, that should drop a hint that they certainly will take. So there's one. Um, back in the day, years ago, apparently, uh, people would send invitation cards. Um, you know, you remember the gilt-edged cards that people would send? But on that, it would say, carriages at 11 p.m. I'm not suggesting that you should put down taxis at 11 p.m., but they're saying maybe if it's a WhatsApp invitation, put down something like Christmas drinks 6 to 9 p.m., Right. Now, some people who are guests might think that that's quite forward or rude. I don't know. But I'm only telling you things you might want to store away. Another one, which I have done in the past uh, and got into trouble for doing it. Start cleaning up. Start filling the washing. Start filling the dishwasher. Fill the sink with hot water and start clattering around with the plates. That should drop the hint. How about hiding the booze and then saying to them, Sorry, um, you've drunk me out of house and home. Out of absolute sheer embarrassment, your guests should automatically slink away in mortification. Um, Set the heating and the lights on a timer so that the heating goes off at maybe 11-ish and they're frozen with the cold or the lights dim so that it's dark. I think that mightn't work because if the lights dim... That could be uh, an invitation to stay longer. So that possibly is one we might miss out on. Start serving at the end of an evening soft drinks. Um, but I guess not particularly nice ones. Like maybe serve them uh, grapefruit juice maybe. Um, it's a signal that the boozing part of the evening is over and you now need to leave. Another one is a very, very good one. Um, and that is order taxis. Claim that you live in a taxi desert. Uh, the mail says, we've found it's been a nightmare getting a cab recently in this part of the country will work. Can I order you a cab now just in case it takes an hour to arrive? And then be completely and utterly bewildered and surprised when the actual taxi arrives after about six or seven minutes. <laughs> but it's too late, then they have to go. Nominate a guest. Invite somebody to your dinner party or your drinks who you know wants to go home early. Um, and the idea here is, before you start the party, the guest will tell you at the start that they need to have an early night. And then they'll say something a little later on. Oh, is it that time we must leave and give this poor couple some peace? Hopefully then the other guests will pick up on the hint and go themselves. Um, one or two more. Blame next door. Like, apparently, if they're staying too long and your head is wrecked for them, go out the back, right, for a couple of minutes, apparently, and come in very quickly 
with a horrified look on your face saying, you never believe it. The neighbour next door just shouted at me from their bedroom window to keep the bloody noise down. We'll have to call it a night, guys. Off they go. Do you remember I mentioned there about going off and brushing your teeth? Another thing is they say, take the bins out. <laughs> Start getting breakfast ready. They're sitting at the table, quaffing away. You get up and you start soaking the porridge for the next morning. And there's one or two more. I mean, if you want to be blatantly obvious, bring in and hand them their coats. Or one that I have to admit doing once, just go to bed. (laughs) Actually, I have a worse admission than that. I once went over to dinner to a friend of mine and his wife's with my wife, right? This is years ago. And... They gave us so much food. There was a starter and a second starter and a main course and there was wine and there was beer and we went to the pub beforehand and everything. And all that was fine. But the heating in the house was so high, right? I mean, it was like 35 degrees that I was literally wilting at the table from the tiredness and the heat. So at one stage, <laughs> at one stage I went up to the loo upstairs. Whatever I was passing out of the loo, I saw a bedroom door open and I said, I'll just lie down there for five minutes. <laughs> and they came and got me at like two in the morning. Oh my God. Having fallen asleep for like maybe two hours. <laughs> like Goldilocks. <laughs> anyway, do any of those um, oh, tips or hints work you? You know, this is very insightful because I was just remembering when you had a garden party actually for, for all of us Went in the summer a, a couple years party. ago. And I believe while I was out quaffing your wine in the garden that you went in and cleaned the kitchen (laughs) and then then you went and watched a movie you went into your you have a screen in your house don't you you went in to watch a movie while I I was outside Colin Moore and a few others drinking your wine (laughs) that is the height of rudeness did I do that you absolutely did and you thought I got away with it Uh, well not now anyway Uh. but uh, yeah no I would be one of those people unfortunately who people will probably be handing the coat to and calling a cab for I'd be like one of the last women standing probably dancing on your table you'll be looking for the next party I'd be looking for the after party (laughs) and thankfully I have friends who'd be going with me as well so oh god it's very embarrassing I'm thinking like some of those things you said have happened to me oh no it's very different being the host and very different being the guest you know it is yeah and you know that would have been a few years ago as well it has all changed now and I must admit with the kids and stuff now I have started to organise afternoon events so like I'd say you know for people especially my lunatic family to call maybe at three or four and then you know the excuse is that the children are acting up around eight o'clock so we're wrecked and you are wrecked at that stage anyway so we have to put them to bed so I have started I've I've come full circle I think there (laughs) you go well now you see it through different lenses but there's the 15 if anybody wants to add to that list please do text 0868104106 back after the break text the Neil Prenderville show now 0868104106 Red FM it is day four of our giveaways in association with the Blue Haven Collection we've been having a lot of fun with this notwithstanding that we have three winners every day for these prizes a lot of the time it's just one but it's actually three so this morning we have three vouchers for an overnight stay for two at the Blue Haven Hotel in Kinsale now it's a midweek stay but Kinsale is beautiful at any time of the year and I imagine it's particularly beautiful now with the Christmas lights up and everybody getting involved in the festive spirit so three overnights for two people at the Blue Haven Hotel in Kinsale and tomorrow of course 
We've got that bottomless brunch for six people to enjoy in the sheltered wall gardens of Vicky's in Sunday as well. It's a beautiful place. So a bottomless brunch tomorrow. But for today, three overnight vouchers for the Blue Haven Coat Hotel. It's a beautiful hotel. So what are we doing with regards to that? Well, as always, it's a cue to call. Your opportunity to um, scoop that prize is only a phone call away. Callers 10, 11 and 12. But you need to identify the movie. Made my family disappear. That's definitely a Christmas staple every year in many homes. But what's the film? The film, as we'd say in Cork. I'll play it again a couple of times between now and uh, 10 to midday and we'll open the phone lines then. To the phone lines we go. Jess, good morning. Morning. Listen to me. You know your shop, Katie's Party Shop in Mallow. Is this your busiest time of the year? Uh, yes, it will be one of our busiest time of the year. Although yeah. I suppose not as much partying going on these days, but still you're making the best of it. We are indeed. But yeah. you're not being helped because you're very upset with the hacking. Is, has your Insta been hacked? Yeah, so like last Thursday, um, we woke up really and was went about my normal day to do all my posts and stories and we came onto Instagram and realized that our page was completely hacked. Um, our page was completely gone. We couldn't log into it. It was, it's just been deleted. It's just been wiped. And like, I suppose it's, it's heartbreaking really because you've worked so long for the last, like we've done it for the last five years. And like, I suppose we're getting no help then from any of the social medias. Okay. Like uh, wh- we've you know- been in contact with Instagram. We've been in contact with Facebook. Um, both of our personal pages as well were hacked as well with it and we're just getting like we're getting no help so I suppose like we're just trying to kind of bring awareness to it really to other businesses as well that like just overnight like all of your hard work that you can do and have you have you investigated because I mean we had this before I remember talking to Box of Kindness another company not dissimilar to yours they also got hacked but how does it happen and, and why does it happen do you know um, we're not sure, like, we're, well, we're not really sure why it happens, especially, like, because, you know, like, it's not like we're, like, a huge, it's not like we're, like, a huge company or anything like that, you know, like, it's a small family-run business, um, so we're not really sure, like, as to why our page was hacked, but, and we, we don't know, like, how it's hacked or anything like that, like, yeah. we assume that they just get in somehow. So why can't Instagram just, do they do they wipe everything and delete everything, uh, or is it in like, there somewhere? You can't even, like, we now we've created a new... I see it, I'm, I'm looking now, at it now, yeah, yeah you're, yeah, you, you've said devastatingly our old account got hacked, this yeah. is our new account, but you probably lost a lot of followers, did you? Oh, completely, yeah, so, like, I mean, we were nearly at, like, nearly 3,000 followers, which I know in the grand scheme of things for Instagram, like, it's not huge, but the the thing is that, like, 80% of those followers we have built up over the last five years, like, we have dealt with them one-on-one. So 80% of the three and a four, three and a half thousand have spent with you? Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. they're clients, they're yeah, customers, like, they're so repeat like, business. We've, like, we've put in, like, so much hard work into the page to really try and, like, you know, to try and promote it and to promote the business and... To just have it gone overnight. I wonder why people would pick on small businesses like this. I wonder, is it sabotage? Um, you know, is it like, is it just done randomly or is somebody who's trying to take you out? 
I, 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 I don't know. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I. Well, we'd like to hope that it wouldn't be done like that. That it's probably just some kind of like a, like a, like a, like a hacker or something. Like, you know, yeah, but we, there's no like money in it. Like, there's no so malicious there's not. intent or oh, anything. Well, I hope but, there's no malicious intent. But yeah. there's, there's no money in it. Like nobody's no, come looking no, for. No, no, like there's no money in it, and like that's the thing as well. Like now we we would have went back. We would have messaged back and forth with people to like organize their balloons and stuff. Like we never took any bank details over Instagram, which like we're very lucky now like because like we we have had no comeback at all from them so yeah. like if you were a company that dealt with taking bank details over social media like you have to wonder then as well like would that have been a thing that would have been hacked as well okay. or? do you get onto instagram do they respond oh no we've sent numerous emails we've i've rang phone numbers we don't there's no help we've messaged from our personal pages Nothing like there's like we've had no other option only to just set up a new page, and like we were very lucky like that the a lot of the businesses in Mallow and stuff like have really helped with helping us to promote our new page and that. But it's just it's 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 very like it's very disheartening it like is. to just yeah, wake it's very up, personal yeah, yeah to wake is. up the following morning like and to not have anything then and something that we've all worked on so hard for for the last that's right five yeah, years yeah. and you it's, know? it's your way of communicating with your customers absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. so yeah. you want to build it back up again in fairness to you you've got over 780 yes, going already now, like, now. I, now I must like like I said it's like it's been the, the businesses of Mallow and stuff have been fantastic with sharing and helping to promote and stuff and you know really getting it out there that that, that this is our new page yeah. that Katie's Party Shop Cork is our new page but um, so like that's a huge thank as well down to them but it's it is it's just it's upsetting it is because yeah. to be it and is. to get no answers back and then feel that you're all at sea and nobody wants to help you exactly because like in two seconds you can set up a new in, in two seconds you can set up an Instagram page and and then, like, you can work on it then for five years and put in all the hard work that we've done. And it is hard, like, it is hard work because, you know, you have to, like, you know, you're curating photos and content and all that. And you're building relationships with customers. I know, sure. I see the photographs of what you do. It's absolutely beautiful. I mean, you do, you do birthday parties, you do 21st, 30th. We do, so we obviously do, we do, do. Obviously, we do you do parties like, and you'll, you'll, you'll set up people's parties for them. And Yeah. Uh, I think you also. I think if I'm right, you might also do um, setups in in hotel venues and what we have do, you. We do, we yeah. do, and we like we set up in hotel venues and we set up. We like like we deliver all around Mallow and Cork City, and we set up in hotels and we do like events for like corporations and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and, yeah. Do you know, like a lot that we've built up over the last. Well, well, if Instagram aren't going to help you, let's see if we can help at least to start building back up your numbers again. And, another, and we, I know we will reshare the links as well to your new Insta page on our own social media platforms. God knows it's a vulnerable world in on, online. But thankfully, th- thankfully, you didn't get hacked bank account wise. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? So, like we, like we've always, we've always, we've never taken bank details over Instagram. Like we've always said, you know, you have to ring to pay over the phone. Oh, it's happening so much. I had another buddy on the phone to me yesterday afternoon he got he got seven euro fifty left in his bank account yeah uh, and i think they wiped him out of something in the region of three and a half thousand euro That's 10 days crazy. before christmas yeah yeah it's yeah. crazy so like we were very lucky like that we didn't we didn't take bank details over it and i suppose it's really just to bring awareness to other businesses may you thrive in 2022 when all the partying is back hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's Katie's Party Shop Cork. Yes, that's on right. Instagram. Yeah. Okay, listen. Good luck to you. Stay in touch, Jess. All right. Thanks very much, Neil. Thanks very much. Upwards and onwards. All the best. Bye. Thank you. Bye. To the phone lines we go. Anna's on two, I believe. Anna, good morning. Good morning. How are you? All right. I'm good. Okay. Can you still hear me? I can, yeah. Excellent. It's just we got a bit of a new system in and it's a bit all over the place. So, um, getting rid of guests. Did you pick up on any of the 15 that I gave? And I'm going to throw another one in, number 16. Ask your oh. guests to help with the clean-up. No, well, I would actually clean up around people always. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I, do, I used I to do that, coat. but I, I get barked at. I bring the coat from the, the hall to the kitchen. <laughs> and do they, and take, do they take the hint? Uh, some some do, but if they don't, I uh, just turn around and just say, I'm sorry, look, come on, enough is enough, get out. And how does enough that go down, day. like? I mean, they're they're oh, fr- they're clearly friends of yours. Well, my friends know that I'm very direct. I'm very, very straightforward. And I would tell you, as is, even if people don't like it, I just say it as is, because you're better off. There's no point lying to someone. I would just say, I'm too tired, come on, good luck. I know, out. and you see, ahead of that, of course... After they leave, it's the goddamn clean-up. Would you do it or do you leave it till the morning? Oh, no, it has to be done the night before. It has, oh. has to be done on the night because if I don't do it the next morning, it's just mayhem. And I a bit of OCD anyway, so my house has to be tidied. Sure, I know. Before. I mean, I, I, try and, I try and do the clean-up as the night's going along, and I get into trouble for that as well. Would you but ever please stop? You're making people uncomfortable. The night. I would do that throughout the night anyway. Okay, okay. So you just bring the coats in. Clearly, you can't get a more clear sign than that. And at what time would that be? It would depend, you see. Before previous to kids, I would say about one o'clock, I'd say. <laughs> that would be it. But from having kids now, and they go to bed at half eight, so everyone, I start preparing, quarter to eight, just enough luck. Kids have to go to bed at half eight there. Luck, <laughs> cheerio. What? You send people home at quarter to eight? Yeah, I would. I would. But they went to a huge effort. What time do they arrive at? Well, like if we were, say if we were having a couple of friends or even family over, I'd, I'd always do a kind of an afternoon thing. Oh, right. So this is a two or three o'clock start. I mean, you wouldn't have them over at six and home at quarter to eight, like, because they went to an awful lot of effort. I've often, I've often, <laughs> that's, yeah. Well, make sure you never, remi- never invite me to your house if I'm only going to be there for an hour and a half. <laughs> well, the only good thing about my house, if you come to my house, you go home with a doggy bag. Like, you can forget we about a it. We party last year and we sent people home with bags of alcohol and food. Goodbye. Cheerio. <laughs> Fair play to you. It's best to be direct, I suppose, isn't it? Well, you're not lying to them. You're just telling them the truth. Look, so, you, your children have a routine. You have a routine. You want to keep them in that. So, look, get up and get on with it. And if you don't like it, don't bother coming here. Yeah, and they're probably but, saying the same when they go out the front door. Why in the name of God did we even bother? the kids have nah, been better quartered away. Where will we go now? Emer, Emer will be down. saying, where do we go now? Crane Lane? <laughs> <laughs> I'll send them back out the, out the back to the shed. <laughs> somebody says here by text, just before I let you go, she's somebody here just a bit like you, they say, just tell them to leave for God's sake. There's no yeah. need to be so diplomatic. Oh, Neil, you're such a drama queen. <laughs> no, but I, I just agree with it. But look, you have to be realistic nowadays. At the moment, you have to be so careful with what you're doing and where you're going and things like that. And if you want to get rid of people out of your house, just say it straight out. There's no point beating around the bush. All right, girl. Sorry, good luck, cheerio. I love the one about coming into the front room or the kitchen, brushing your teeth. I mean, that's as clear a sign as you can ever come up with. (laughs) Well, I've I've actually, I've 
often been, my husband would say, I'm just going to go up along there now. And I, I, I like, because I am actually, I would be like, Emer, no, I, I love a party myself. As long as it's not in your house. The kids. But well, previous to kids. But uh, like, I'd always say, I look at him, he's uh, dry, I can't see the other world, he's dry, uh, dry, um, whatever. And I so he's off up to bed. And I, I said, we, par- we carry on there and then we have a couple more and whatever. And then he'd say to me, I'm going to bed there now. I said, I heard it the first time. Put up the chair, you off you go. <laughs> they were in the old days. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Well, listen, um, and, and, and how are you fixed for Christmas? You got the turkey and the ham and the spiced beef in? Um, I don't cook um, because I poison people. So I go to my sister's house <laughs> and she's the one that buys everything. So what I do is I buy her husband his wine that he likes and I buy a gift for her and then I give extra gifts then to her two kids from my kids. But I know you do cook, but you just um, choose not cook, to. but I, I poison people. I, I nearly poisoned, I'd say, about four or five people, I'd like say, before. What, like <laughs> salmonella with dodgy chicken or dodgy <laughs> fish or something, is it? No, my brother, my, my, my husband's brother-in-law is a chef and I was asking him how to do, um, you know, you do the cheese cauliflower. Yeah. And I, I, he said parboil the cauliflower, but obviously I didn't listen to that part. And I put the cauliflower into the oven and done all what I was supposed to do. And when I served the dinner to my father and mother-in-law, and the cauliflower went flying across the room because it was rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of, if I invite guests there, it's Apache, it's <laughs> Domino's, it's something else. It's always something else because I can't. Uh, it's bad enough I've defeated the, the husband and the two kids and I might be poisoned. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Okay, well listen, happy Christmas to you nonetheless. You won't be poisoning anyone because somebody else will be doing the cooking. Thanks for taking well, the call. Like Cheers, Anna. Thanks a million. Take care, back Bye. after the break. Talk to Neil Printerville now. 1851-04106. Red FM. You betcha. Getting guests to leave early. My friend gets up and sings the national anthem to get people to leave her house parties. I think that's a fantastic idea. Usually you'd have that at the end of an evening way back in the day in clubs and pubs and stuff like that. In fact, I think there's something on the air there a few weeks ago where they still sing the national anthem at the end of, uh, of gigs in one or two pubs on Leaside. Ah, come on, Neil. You shouldn't have be having people over if you need to give them grapefruit juice just to get rid of them. Um, just say, right lads, and clap your hands. Right lads, clap your hands. To get rid of guests, mash sprouts into the meat that you give your dog. When the dog, when they hit the dog's colon, everyone will be in a hurry to get out of that house, says Pat. Yeah, but you're left with the damage then of the dog and the cleanup, aren't you? Easiest way to clear a house guests is simply say, I must remember to book my COVID test tomorrow. <laughs> The upside to COVID, it can clear a room very quickly. Uh, and we have lots then from yesterday's program where we were trying to solve a problem for uh, Robert down in, in Shannon uh, as to what he should give his wife for Christmas. And God knows we got an awful lot of um, offerings and guests, or sorry, an awful lot of advice. So more on that and lots more besides after 10, but just one or two of them. Not long after I got married, I got pots and pans. It was the last time I got them, I can tell you. We're still 45 years married, says Joran Cove. So obviously the penny dropped after that. My worst present was a green hand towel and a green satin cami top, about four sizes too big. It was a Kris Kringle present from a member of my family. I'm still traumatized 20 years later. Everyone around me was up unwrapping such beautiful gifts. Another one, not grateful for 20 bags of burning timber. 
I'd be over the moon if I got that, if I had a husband or a partner. There's people out there struggling to be warm and would love a Christmas present like 20 bags of burning timber. Um, yeah, not very romantic though, is it? Or maybe, I suppose if you littered and you sat down and enjoyed it with a mulled wine maybe. I did home help for a beautiful lady and she told me of a Christmas present from her husband. It was, not burning timber, but a half a ton of coal. No, she didn't appreciate it and I can't say that I would either. Uh, says Margaret, a half ton of coal for Christmas. There's always something like selfish about a present like that, isn't it? Because the sender gets to share it as well. Anyway, we'll pick it up after 10. Hey, it's Kira. Tune in to Saturday Breakfast on Red FM from 7am and wake up your weekend with music, chats and all that's happening in Cork. That's Saturday Breakfast on Red FM with me, Kira Revens. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Lots of texts from different topics of conversation. I'll get to those throughout the course of the morning, but Breed is standing by. So is Eileen. Eileen, good morning. Hi Neil, how are you? I'm well, thank you. In relation to getting guests to leave, we've had a lot of tips and advice this morning. Go ahead. Yeah, I was I was listening to the, to your show, and I just heard the stories come in, and it reminded me of um, my dad years ago. And my dad is dead fourteen years now, but my dad's friend Huey, he was a bit of a character, and he says that um, he used to tell the story that. I think they lived up in the north side at the time and he said their house was kind of, you know, everybody would come into their place and whatever. Yeah, typical north side house. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. he said, um, so it would be getting on late in the evening and his mum, so when she she had enough and she wanted them to go, she'd come into the room with the rosary beads <laughs> and she'd say, okay, it's, it's time to say the rosary. Now, uh, you uh, know, uh, back then the rosary was said in lots of houses and Huey used to say, the guys and gr- were gone for dust. You wouldn't see them. <laughs> <laughs> Half finished drinks still on the table. Yeah, yeah, and and food and everything. But she'd she'd suddenly just leave the room. She'd be sitting there, you know, for them during the night. And the next thing, she'd leave the room and she'd come back in, rosary beads in the hand, and she'd go to kneel down at the chair and say, "Right time for the rosary," and the room would be clear. Oh my god! What would happen if everybody said, "Okay." Yeah. Drop to their knees. <laughs> I know, no. So that was Huey's story anyway about his about his getting whip out the rosary dead. beads. Yeah, either yeah, the rosary the beads or the national anthem. Actually, I it, it just it's amazing because stories like this bring back so many memories. Yes. When I was much younger, I used to live with my grandfather in in, in Madden's buildings in Blackpool after my grandmother died, right. and it, yeah. and we had you know it was very small rooms, but there was always a great fire going, and yes. the, the room was very small, and the table would be pushed back, and we'd get two chairs. He religious said the, the rosary last well he did two things at night he said the rosary and he wound the clock so yes. I'd be down on my knees for whatever decade of the rosary would be tonight might have been the yes. I don't know it would be the sorrowful yeah, mysteries yeah. or the joyful mysteries yes. or something like that yes 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 that was the thing that was done in the it was yeah it stuff. was yeah. yeah we did it I did, we did it every every night we'd do it as well we all had our own chair where we where we were young where we knelt at but elbows you know, up on the chair yeah. way through it and making each other <laughs> laugh and whatever but uh, <laughs> anyway the, the rosary beads was the way to get rid of the guests anyway well in that house well done thanks for sharing Eileen <laughs> happy right, Christmas cheers. to you happy Christmas to you, you too bye. take care lines open at one 104 talking about characters actually talking about people who give you a good laugh good old Donies in rare form hello Neil this is Donny Dorgan here from Donovan's Road. Listen, I was driving up Harborview Road there in Knocknaheen yesterday, and this car pulled up alongside me, and this old doll inside in the passenger seat, she pulls down the window and she says, Excuse me, bye. Is there a B&Q in Knocknaheen? And I said, Go be a madam and don't be so thick. 
There's two E's in Nakanini, but there's no B and Q. Ah, the great Andy Williams and the most wonderful time of the year. And of course, part of it is holly and it's time to be getting the holly now. I was chatting with somebody yesterday who said that there seems to be a dearth or a lack of holly around, particularly holly with berries. So uh, any uh, tips or hints to holly with berries, please text 0868104106 where it can be bought. Or indeed, even better, I don't know whether people go out and cut down their own holly anymore. But yesterday, of course, Robert was talking about what to buy the wife. I bought my husband a drill about eight Christmases ago. He isn't at all handy. And we were getting married soon afterwards, so I was trying to give him a hint that he needs to start doing a little DIY. He still tells everyone about the present. Don't know whether the drill was ever used. I had a bum of an ex-husband who sent a shiny, horrible tracksuit for his son a few years ago from England with a note saying, if it doesn't fit him, give it to the younger son. <laughs> and a load of tips then for Robert. How about a new stove from Rathbeacon Fireplaces in Holly Hill? His wife will be nice and toasty. An egg chair for the garden. He said she likes her gardening. Her divorce papers, says John. What about a fancy snow globe? The type you'd never, type you'd never buy yourself, but you love as a, as a gift. What is a snow globe? Surely that's the thing you shake. And all of the white stuff just um, floats around in the water inside. Book a nice restaurant or take her to town for a nice meal and let her pick out her own present. In fact, somebody else says that. Declan said, how about asking your wife what she wants? It's 2021 after all. And also, Kieran was telling me yesterday, I was chatting with him, that, uh, you know, what you could do is you could just get somebody else to ask her on the QT what she wants. And then get it. You can't go wrong with Ugg slippers for the wife, Neil. Another one. How about if she seems to have everything, get her a trip to Mars, says Robert. Robert's wife, take something, take her somewhere to create memories, like uh, West Cork whale watching or a helicopter flight. Something they can enjoy together and look back on. It's a big difference between whale watching and helicopter flights. Maybe watch whales from a helicopter. Maybe he can buy his wife a water feature for the garden. No, he ruled out gardening completely. Um, This is good. The guy on the air should give his wife a luxury spa weekend break with the full works. Massage, facial, the lot. Especially since she's the only one who does all the hard work. This could be great tips, actually, and advice for guys who are struggling for Christmas gifts. Here's another few. If his wife likes walking, why not buy her a good watch so she can count her steps, says Rena. Yeah, she already has a Fitbit. Uh, That man should think of a lovely handbag maybe from Brown Thomas or the Kilkenny shop are you talking about a designer bag like for two or three grand tell Robert that his missus must be very hard to please as most women would be happy with anything I'd love to get a voucher for Wilton as there's a great collection of shops there says Gillian well just be careful men if they tell you that they don't want anything or they just want something small I warned you about that yesterday that's a trap Right? They don't mean that when they say it's a trap and you, you don't want to fall into that trap. Phil says, I love vouchers for the beauty salon. I can get pampered throughout the year. Like my vouchers from last Christmas are just gone. Nothing like getting pampered before we head off with the vouchers for a hotel break that I also get. And lots more. Big bunch of flowers. Uh, what about a framed picture of himself? <laughs> yeah. That's fine if he likes eating through a straw. <laughs> Or a hospital food. Brida, good morning. Yesterday we had a beautiful story on the air of a woman who's telling us about a fort that was made on a false course up in the north side years ago. You might have heard yesterday there was a woman on the air who said her man was putting money aside for a fort in Kilgrews for one of her sons and couldn't afford it. And she spent 30 years regretting not buying him the fort, but she didn't have the money. And you have something similar with regards to a wooden pram, is it? Yeah, a wooden pram, uh, 
it was about 76 years ago. How many years uh, ago, Brida? About 76 or Sef- 77. 76 or And seven. um, it was a lovely wooden little pram with a raggy dog hanging on to the side, you know. And then I remember coming up to the Christmas Street and who came up with Stacey Cad and frightened the life out of me. No, tell me about her. Um, right, passing the North Chapel. Well, I know, yes. yeah, I know the, I know the. I used to get toffee apples there down the lane. Yeah, I know oh, that, that area. That was up in the Fan Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, as you come up to Gordon Street, she was the last shop on that particular block, and she'd wear black clothes and she'd go down every night to Redmond's pub for a little drop of whiskey. And she used to terrify every one of us. Yes, <laughs> she can. And, uh, We're talking about n- around 1945 here, like, are we? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And then there was a, a, a bravery shop next to a clothes shop next to her. And my mother used to put our clothes away there before Christmas, about September, and pay so much every week so that she'd have the clothes. And what would it be? Just the new clothes, new clothes for Christmas Day? Oh, that's all. A red little skirt and jumper places, a red places skirt. And I remember it and a red jumper. And would it be laid out in the Christmas morning for you? No, there'd be just loads of piranhas. Because yes. you'd have to pay in half. <laughs> and then you'd be off to Mass in your new gear. Oh, the usual, like, off to Mass and back, and, you know. And who made you the wooden pram? My brother-in-law, he died when he was about 26, that's uh, Tomas Toomey. Did you know the Toomey's down in the, the Hurlers? Well, no, I knew... Toomey now, then. I knew Toomey's in Blackpool, unless it's the yeah, same family. Uh, no, uh, up in Parham Street, they were. Okay, okay. You know, and... Uh, and was he a carpenter, or was he just handy? He was very handy. He was gifted. And so was his son, which only died 12 months ago. And... Um, he was gifted. And when he made you the wooden pram, how old were you? Oh, yeah, I was only about seven, wasn't I? Yeah, about seven. And was it all painted up and shiny and everything, beautiful wheels? No, and... just the plain wood. Go away. And did you love it? Loved it. I never forgot it. Did you have a oh, doll inside in it? Sorry. Oh, like a raggy doll tied down to the side. <laughs> but every Christmas I think of him. And his son, they're like, I... Jerry told me his wife was actually last year he died yeah. and we had to put in blinds in the house and nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. That was a lovely story. Yeah, I remember it. Was, it. Yeah. Glad uh, to be Jerry, able to help. Yeah. He was my nephew and we were more like brothers. And did you, you know? have the wooden pram for years, yeah? Oh, I did, yeah, you know, but as years goes on, you know, because we lived in John Griffin Street. And what did your what did your pair? I mean, back back in the day when you were very small, was your dad going out to work? Then he was, and your mum was no. He was kind of a coal merchant down in Chapel Lane. Was he? Yeah. So um, he delivered coal. He did. Yeah. Tough life. That that's a tough life. I don't remember that much parents about it. Well, and what do you, you remember about Christmas or the build up oh, to Christmas? Just that, like you know, kind of dark. That always. Without me mind. But wouldn't there have been a lot of rationing back then when you were very small? Oh, about but I don't remember all that. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but... Um, Did you have the Christmas I, dinner then and light the candle oh, in the window and everything and have the crib? No, I don't think so, no. But you surely had the Christmas dinner on Christmas Day. Oh, we did. Yeah. 
a tým, čo sa mi má taká ste na večerky prehenbanie. Where would you do your shopping then in that area? Would it have been Neville's oh, or Mernan's or something? Where? Shandon Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 that was very popular. See, now the women coming up and all their um, messages and their cabbage sticking over the shawls. And you and could get everything in Shandon Street. You need never go oh. any further than Shandon Street back then. No, too yeah. brilliant. Too yeah. lovely place. Yeah. You know? And would you go down to Cold Cay then? Oh, we got the Cold Cay, yeah. And did you settle down then and marry and have kids yourself? No, I went to England and I came back after years then. Did you? And um, I met my husband on the blind day. <laughs> and I'm still blind. <laughs> and where did you meet him? On the blind day. Uh, I was working in, here in Ireland. And uh, a friend of mine said, come on, go and have a laugh tonight. And I went out and the rest of sister. He had seven kids after. When did you get married? 1960. Oh, you don't, do you remember, was it in a pub or was it down the Arcadia? Was oh, it? we had it at home. No, I'm saying when you, met, when you met your husband, where was it? Oh, the, oh um, and he worked in Heathcliff's in uh, Dean Street. Yeah. And I worked in Joyce's. And of course, we, they and my friends, we could see out the, the, the door, like, you know. And you took a fancy to Joyce's, was that... Do they make sweets or what do they do? They did, yeah. They make sweets, Joyce's, down in Dryness Street. Down in Dryness Street. What kind of sweets? A toppy, a sherbet, rocks. Were you fed up and looking at it or did you just eat it? No, I actually gave him my notice. I was going back to England again after a week. And with that, my friend said, come on, we go every day today. So I said, I will, if you come down with me. And if we don't turn up, we could go somewhere else. He turned up. And the rest is history. Yeah, and he took me to say, teacher's pet, Doris Day. He took you where? Uh, Doris Day Coliseum. <laughs> to the Coliseum. Yeah. Oh, you have great memories, don't you? Oh, and they're dancing down the Arcturus Valley, uh, Dixie's. Go where are that? I love it. Fair play to you. You have some happy memories then, going all the way oh, back to a small girl in the wooden pram. Yeah, and I said I go swimming. You remember I told you about my husband? <laughs> what was that story? Uh, he walked up in the bath for 30 hours. That's right, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And where do you swim? Let's one Bishop's Town. I'm going again now in the morning. I know you should never ask a lady her name, but um, in fairness to you, fair play at your age, still going out in the morning. You wouldn't go swimming in the sea, no? We used to go to Red Barn every year. And then um, we would, we'd cross the waves, come in, we'd be diving out, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And how are you coping over the last couple of years? Well, I'm still swimming. Like, I can't walk with the after races a bit, like, but... Uh, our friends that take me over and back I know, home I know, yeah, I know. But you're, mi- you're minding yourself with all the COVID stuff and everything. You're just getting oh, on with life. Oh, very particular, yeah, very particular. Yeah. Will you have a quieter Christmas now? Oh, very quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what would just you do quiet. Christmas Day? Where would you go or what would you do? I do nothing. I'm just watching television, that's all. All right. And okay. think of all my happy memories. And would you do a bit of cooking? No. Why? Um, I don't know. I might. I probably would. Did you cook anything last Christmas, like a bit of turkey or a bit of corned no, beef and cabbage or anything? My daughter brought her to me. Did she? She did, so um, 
I think uh, I'd like to do a bit of cooking myself. I'd like to build a tail end the corned beef. You'd like to what? The tail end of the corned beef. It's amazing, actually, because no restaurants do corned beef and cabbage. You can get a bit of bacon and cabbage and stuff like that. Oh, but no, no. One or the other, you know. I never see, I never see corned beef and cabbage on any menus anymore. It's no. a shame. It's beautiful, yeah. Maybe Kelly's on Oliver Plunkett Street, Mike. Did you uh, ever... My husband didn't die when there would be Sunday for dinner. Oh, and the food is great there, isn't it, Brida? Oh, it's, and it's very plain. Oh, well, it's just old-fashioned, traditional, and lots of yeah, it. exactly. Love it's Kelly's. like in the sitting room. So would it be a waste of time if I gave you a turkey breast, half a ham, and a bit of spiced beef? Not at all. Would you make an effort to cook it and enjoy it? Of course it? I will. Oh, well, then there's one in the pot for you, all right? Thanks very much. And we, and I just wondering, you know, the pizzas you give out, my <laughs> friends, uh, well, they're not friends, they're angels, they're so, so good to me. But do they call in to look after you, is it? Oh, the kitchen and me, yeah. They're brilliant, brilliant. Is that like home help or something? No, 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 no. I'm one particular girl in thing, Jean, Jean Murphy. And no teller. And, oh, they're brilliant. Just brilliant. Yeah, because it's nice to have people calling in, isn't it? Oh, oh my God. I feel very happy with them. Delighted. And you, are you back on the north side now? Are you around Blackpool? No, or? I'm out on the south side. Are you? Farm Road. <laughs> Unfortunately, on the south side. <laughs> well, I, I walked in the shop and I always knew the north side people when they came in. Why? How do you know? By the way, they act and they're cheerfulness and they're always very bright, I thought. Did you find the Southsiders more dour, is it? It's marvellous, yes. <laughs> right, okay. Well, they've no, some of them have no sense of humour, like. <laughs> Not like a Nori sense of humour, like. Oh, my God, Nolly, we lived up the lanes in Jalgruton Street. And I remember one time my sister said, no, she's going to work. She worked in Paddy Toomey's down in uh, Shandon Street. And, uh, what did he sell? What was that shop? Uh, a meat shop, Paddy Toomey. A what shop? Meat shop or oh, butchers? Butchers, yeah. Okay, yeah. Or all kind of meat, like pig's meat and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's anyway, she's going to work. And you would bring up the cows up to the streets that time, remember? Oh. The bull, the bullions and everything. And one got a ring, got in four yards. <laughs> <laughs> I tell us something, like... The cow um, got into the yard? Yeah, but I got a cow on, but I don't know, and she couldn't go to work. So you just keep the cow for milk or something? We well, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you tell them in the same house, coming up the Northman Street. I know, I know, it's a different time. Yeah. Do you get back, do you ever get back out to Gerald Griffin Street or the North Side or Blackpool or Waterhouse Road? I Road? Up a couple of years ago when my husband was telling me at the car, I'd go up, yeah. and uh, I'd... Um, he picked me up in the evening, you know. Yeah, you go visit and him. And I got yeah. the church with my sister and I don't know the Crowley she's day too long. Yeah. All my friends are dead, actually. I know. Sure, time He's passes, England, doesn't it? You know? Yeah, time passes on. It does. Yes, yeah, it's well. sad. Listen, it's lovely chatting with you. I'm delighted. Thank you very much. Justin. And uh, I want you to stay on the phone there so I can get your postal address, right? Don't give it out on air. And I'm going to sort you out for a bit of turkey and ham and spiced beef. Cook it up and enjoy it. Oh, great. Thanks very much. My I pleasure, Brida. Thank all right, you. Happy Christmas to you, all right? And the same to you. Many happy returns. Bye. Bye. 
The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. With three vouchers to give away today, Thursday, we'll have three different winners for an overnight stay for two at the Blue Haven Hotel in Kinsale. Midweek stays overnight, and you will absolutely love it down there. Part of the Blue Haven collection. And tomorrow we have the bottomless brunch for six people to enjoy in Vicky's and Sunday as well, which is also part of the Blue Haven uh, collection. So you're listening out for our cue to call every single day. Callers 10. Sorry, is it 9, 10 and 11, I think, today? 9, 10 and 11, you're listening out for this cue to call, but you need to be able to identify the movie. It's one of the big Christmas movies. Have a listen. Family disappear. Too much of a problem, that one, when we open the phone lines in about an hour and 15 minutes' time. Some more tips and, and uh, hints for Robert with regards to his wife's Christmas party. He said he, she was a keen gardener. Why doesn't he buy her a plot in the local graveyard? If she's a keen gardener, at least if she doesn't like it, she can carry him down in her wheelbarrow and bury him. And then she can maintain the plot herself, says Sarah. You have a very interesting brain in the way it works, Sarah. Fair play to you. Can't beat a bunch of flowers. What about a Dyson hair wrap? And can I have one too, please? And I know if it's Dyson, it's probably something to do with your hair that will cost around about 500 euro. Book a hotel and a surprise. Have it in place for their wedding vows to be renewed. Uh, Tell him to pay for her car insurance. Oh, no, no, don't do it. Uh, Tell tell him to pay for her next car service. No, no. This would be some way romantic. Get her a vinyl record player and play some old music on Christmas Day. Now, that I do like. Another one or two. Maybe the man can buy his wife a canary. I think this would be a great gift, says Mary Jane. A canary. I assume the canary would come in a cage. And one final one. Listening to the man looking for a Christmas gift for his wife. Please tell him that sometimes you don't need to give anything. It's a trap. You don't need to give anything. Just being there is enough. I'm married 22 years and I have four children. Rarely have both my husband and I exchanged gifts, primarily due to making sure we provide a memorable Christmas for our children. It's not about the gift, but about spending time with those you love. Now, I know that's a very serious and sincere text, and I thank you for it, and it works for you. But I don't think that the same rule would apply for everybody in the sense of people expect something. They really do. I mean, other than that... Um, it could lead to snags. But I understand that it works for you and I'm delighted for you. Lines open one eight fifty one zero four one zero six To the phone lines we go. Trish, good morning. Morning, Neve. How are you? And we're bringing back memories to you as well. Go ahead. This is um, down on the knees, leaning up against the chair, saying the rosary, is it? Oh, yes. I mean, it has to have the rosary, like everything was, you know, I mean, everyone was concentrating now except my brother. And was this when it, you were kids back in the day when people did say the rosary? We kind of always said the rosary while I was at home. And was know? that was that at night before you went to bed? Oh yes, yes. Turn off, turn off the television. Yeah, get down and used to say the rosary. Yeah. How many decades? Five. Ah, no, that's very long. Because for me, with my grandfather, it was just one decade. I think it was just. Oh we... no, we five. There was six of us there, like, and we there was five. It was yeah, five. How long would it take to rattle that off? Like fifty hail marys and five hour fathers. Ten hail marys, you just stop. Yeah, but each decade oh, is 10. Oh, sorry, you're right, yes, yes. Um, it's, ten, it's 50 Hail Marys and right, five yes, Our Fathers. You're right. Yeah, you're right, yes. Um, sure, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I might be half asleep doing it, you know. I mean, you kind of be thinking about, you would be maybe daydreamer, nightdreamer, whatever you want to call it. What would your brother be doing when all that's going on? My brother would be always looking at my dad's cigarette box to see how many cigarettes he would be able to take, how full the box was. <laughs> Would he sneak fags out of the box then when his dad was praying? Oh, God, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, he was, he was kind of, the, the cigarettes were 
on top of the fir- on top of the mental piece, or whatever you want to call it, first <laughs> mental piece. And he oh like that's where his perch was always to kneel, you know. And that's what he used to do, take cigarettes out of the um, out of the. I mean, we didn't know till late years later, obviously. Like, but, did uh, your uncle yeah, never notice, no? But sure, I suppose he didn't really know. He must. He mustn't have. But if you if you go through the box, like you know, he, he could he, take he, it maybe to, to to look full, you know. Your brother was smart enough not to take too many. How old was your brother when he was t- stealing your dad's cigarettes? I suppose he could be 30, 40, 13, 14. I mean, he was quite young, I'd say. You know. God. He was a smoker all his life after that, I'd say, was he? Uh, he has consequences, all because of it, yes. Yeah, he started yeah, young. Just, oh, I mean, he doesn't me. smoke anymore, no thing. Uh, no, he hasn't yeah. smoked now for years, I don't yeah, think. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. you would be able to see him robbing the fags, could you? No, no, we wouldn't. Sure, we'd all be turning different directions, like. All right. You know what I mean? We could be apart the fun ass past, like, you know, he'd be over on one side, we'd be on the other side, we'd be facing the opposite directions, you know, so you wouldn't see it at all, like. There's something very ironic about a young fella praying and stealing at the same time. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what he used to do. He used to, well, he wasn't sorry because he couldn't put him back. But yeah, that's what he used to do, yeah. <laughs> Probably go to confession after that. Do you go to confession as well? Uh, yeah, oh God, confession, yes. <laughs> do people still go to confession? Or is it a generational oh, God, thing? they do, certainly, yeah. People do, and, you know, I have a friend of mine there, and oh my God, if she didn't go to confession, she'd be a... Uh, Cheap but I wonder, is it just dominated now? Is confession just an elderly generation going to confession? I wonder how many young people would ever... Like, is, what is it, still on a Saturday morning or something? I haven't a clue. Nor do no, I. I. I tell you, I, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know anything about it. Well, yeah, something searches the town, all right? Be, this confession would be open, all right? For, yeah, uh, you wouldn't have to go to confession because you'd have to make up your sins, I'd say. You're a holy, I'd say you're just way too holy, Joe, for that. That's what you think, yeah. We're all, we're all, yeah. I don't have what you say. We're all sinners. Yeah, we are, really, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, listen, cheers. Thanks for the memories. Look after you yourself. You have no any old like, turkey or ham or anything, no? Why, have you not got one yet? I don't have a turkey or ham. I have nothing. And that's been, that's truthful about it. Oh, I'm supposed to feel sorry for you now, I suppose. Well, you don't have to feel sorry for me. I'm just, I, every time I hear every year, everyone winning. And I said, I, I haven't, I have won nothing. Ah, well, that's not fair. You'll have to win something. I haven't got anything for me in a long, long time. All right, well, well, as the fella says, no, uh, dumb priest never got a parish, so if you don't ask, you won't get. So I I can hardly refuse you now, I suppose. Oh, thank you, Neil. You're welcome. So stay on the line. Let me get up. Where are you, north side, south side? Where are you? Oh, I'm in Nari. Okay, so I'll give you a voucher for McCarthy's Meat Market in Grona Braha then for a half a, for a big turkey breast, about two and a half kilos, half a ham and a spiced beef. All right? Absolutely perfect. Thank you, Neil. Have a nice Christmas. You know what to do with it now, don't you? I do. All right, girl. Take care of yourself. Cheers. Happy Thank Christmas. You. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. It's Christmas time. Way back in the 80s, do they know it's Christmas Band-Aid? Season's greetings to all, and people are helping and giving back. And I came across a lovely story there recently of Blackwater Motors. They also have CarMax and Formoy, and they also have the Audi, de- Audi dealership, and they're supporting Cork Penny Dinners this year. And their group fleet managers, a guy called David McSweeney, and he has been a long-term volunteer with Cork Penny Dinners down through the years. And he's the guy who's heading up this fundraising drive. It's a wonderful idea. So there are two sections to it. One involves the public and the other involves staff. So they've got like 200 staff in the group. And that in itself is an extraordinary achievement. 
car company with 200 staff employed. Well done on that. So they're asking uh, staff in the group to bring in items to donate to Cork Penny Dinners. And there's a drop-off point then at all of the dealerships, including Audi, until the 27th of December. And why is there a drop-off point? Because they're also asking customers to drop in items that they will then drop off all of the items to to Cork Penny Dinners, like food hampers, non-perishable food items, toiletries, toys, um, nice pieces of clothing, you know, uh, new. um, So anything that you might think might work for people who are a little less well-off as maybe the rest of us are, will be struggling at Christmas and struggling well into 2022. So it's a great idea. And the people in McCroom have been a massive support in particular. So for anyone uh, needing hampers, Dave can also be contacted uh, on an 087 number, 2480602. So I'll remind you of this again uh, over the next few days, but I think it's a great initiative. Blackwater Motors, CarMax from Oi and Audi Cork supporting Cork Penny Dinners. All of the staff are doing it and you can too at any of the dealerships, whether it's Blackwater, CarMax or Audi, uh, Cork and McCroom. So well done to everybody involved in that. It's a great idea. Lines are open at one 106 Back after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. I recall if you're listening on Tuesday, I was chatting with, uh, sorry, I missed that, Brenda. I was chatting with uh, Lena and she was uh, down the North Main Street with uh, Traxi, the dog, her guide dog, and uh, somebody tried to grab her handbag and uh, Traxi was having none of it. Of course, Lena is unsighted. She's blind and has been for a long, 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 long time. I'm told that after our chat on Tuesday, sometime later in the day, um, something awful happened to poor old Lena. She took a fall apparently and I uh, just wanted to check in with her to see if everything was okay. Uh, Lena, good morning. Morning, Neil. What Thanks happened? For ringing. Not at all. Very much. What happened? I went down the South Mall, uh, or I went down Alvaplunk Street there by Guinness and I turned to go down the street onto the South Mall and there was tables there and um, the dog tried to avoid him and the next thing uh, my foot went off the curb and I fell and I got the whole side of the curb into my face <sighs> and nose and the blood you took an from. awful banger to the face I did I saw me know I'm like something back from the bar uh, I got a terrible bang and the blood came flowing down my coat and all so all the restaurants gathered around and uh, offered me milk, uh, water, and somebody asked, offered me whiskey, but I don't drink. Mm. So they phoned the ambulance anyway, and they took me over to the Mercy Hospital. And it was all, they were very good over in the Mercy. They uh, gave me tea and sandwiches. I mean, the nurse that was a shoe can drink the tea, just too hot, because her lips are bleeding as well. So they gave me milk and tea and sandwiches. And then I went into the room and the nurse had to give me a, a local anaesthetic to stitch my nose and my forehead. Oh, you had to get stitches and all. I got four, I have four stitches now. So I must go back to the doctor now on Monday and get them out. And Traxy was with you through all that, obviously. She was, yeah. It mm-hmm. upset her terribly, God help us. Did it? Did, like she knew that there was some, clearly she knew that you were... Because she'd done her best to avoid the table, but she couldn't. And my leg went off at the curb and down I went and I got the whole side of the curb into the face then. And as I say, they were very good over in the mercy that done their best for is me. It much, is it much harder going about now with all of the it outside is, but dining? Those things now are on tables and the footpaths and everything. It's very hard to get, I mean, and you can't go over the road with the traffic. So that's, that's very awkward. So have you, you found it awkward all along then, yeah? 
Well, she got around it all along, but they must have been out a bit further on Tuesday or whatever happened. But she, my foot went off at the curb and I got an awful, awful fall. You got an awful fall and an awful fright and an awful uh, shock. Yeah, that's it, you see. Just the whole, just the fright. It's worse than it the It is, fall. and imagine, you know, no disrespect to the fact that you have no sight. It must exactly. be worse if it's darkness all around you and you're going down. I know. So I went, uh, they told me in the mercy anyway not to go out or do anything strenuous for the next four days. Are you in pain? Well, no, but my eyes are very heavy. And um, as they gave me a cream then to put on my nose and my, he- my forehead until Monday. Oh. And I must go back to the hospital on Monday again. Ah, that's a bad. That's a bad thing to happen any time. But out, yeah. the I run up to Christmas is tough. I really did. Yeah, yeah, you did. I did. Yeah, I mean, like people should be conscious of the fact that people are going around who have, uh, yeah. who have issues but with I'm their sight, busy. and there's I'm tables not. everywhere. You know, there's tables now all over our, all over Plunkett Street and down the side streets and everywhere. They're everywhere. I know. I know. And I mean, we can walk out on the road and neither with the traffic, you see. I know. And and there's less now foot, foot, footpaths for people because of the tables and the chairs That's and whatever. And, and old Trax, Traxy tries to do the best she can. She's done the best she could about it. Yeah. But uh, when she turned to try and get away from the table, my foot went off at the curb, then you see. And I know. Don't I, know. I know. But it's lovely that the staff and the mercy and the nurses were they so were compassionate. Very good. They were, I must say, they were very good about it. Oh, they dear. Me, and um, they didn't keep me long waiting either. Listen, you know? listen. Let this be a message to those that have businesses that have a lot of foot have, have footpath furniture and tables and chairs. Yeah, to be very aware, and the footpath. be very aware that not but, it doesn't um, suit everybody. Yeah, especially if you're seeing people that can't see it. Like that's right. Yeah, it's that's terrible. Right. And Traxy would be upset as well because she was doing the best she could. She done the best she yeah. could about it, but as I say, the table must have been out a bit further, and my foot went off at the curb. And I got the whole side of the curb into the face. Down you got, down you went. Oh, I did, That's yeah. Fortune. I did. I All right. Okay. okay. Well, listen. Um, I hope it. I hope it repairs and I hope it improves and gets better fast. You know. With the help of God, yeah. Yeah. I hope so to myself because uh, I can't take her out. You see, poor tracks and she's looking at me as much as to say, "Why aren't you going out?" Like. Why aren't you going out? Would you not be able to go out now? Uh, no, they told me to stay in for four days because. Um, I got such a bang off the, the side of the curb. They said not to do anything to right. strenuous for uh, about four days. Well, they know best. They Pardon? know best. They know best. Well, they do. Yeah. You know, they do. Yeah. But sure, but, it's only it's only till Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Listen, I was just thinking there, you know, in the new year at some stage, we must remember you cooked me lunch once inside my I did, yeah. I'd, yeah would you, I'd, love to, I'd love to meet up with you in the new year and we can have a bit of lunch or afternoon tea or something. I mean, I don't mean to impose myself on you, but no, if you're free. Not, indeed. Thanks very much. You're very good. To well, me. well, we work out a date and we'll meet up in the new year and we'll have a we bit of food. We will meet with the help of God. We will, yeah. God, you're very good. No, it's not being good. I enjoy your company and your no, stories. Yes. All right, so we'll 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 get together in the new year when things are, uh, you know. Yeah, when things when, Christ- when Christmas, the, the madness of Christmas has gone beyond us. We'll yeah, get together. but I'm just saying, out to the restaurant, keep people pull in the tables and give us a bit of room to walk. Well said, know? well said, well said. Because there's no nowhere to walk for people at all. Like bear in mind, of course, that it doesn't suit everybody. Okay, look after yourself and give Traxy a hug. And I will, Neil. Uh, thanks very much for your concern and right. your interest. Thanks very See much. See you in the new year. You. Okay. Bye, Lena. Bye-bye, Neil, and thank you. Take care. Talk to Neil Printerville now. 1851-04106. Red.
FM. Yeah, Lena took a bad fall, all right, and there's a lot of swelling and cuts and uh, stitching around the nose and everything, and misfortune. So, but she's hale and hearty in, other, in all other ways, and she'll recover and she'll drive on like she does. Thank you. People are wondering if she need any shopping or anything done or anything collected or anything like that. And she says no, she's fine with everything. And thanks for the offer. So it's very kind of people. Lines open at 1850-104-106. You can text 0868-104-106 and we'll pick up on the conversation after 11. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. Call Neil Prenderville now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. With three winners again this uh, morning, and it's three vouchers for overnight stays for two people at the Blue Haven Hotel Kinsale. These are midweek uh, trips, and you can stay overnight midweek. You and whomever you choose to take with you. Callers 9, 10, and 11 when we open the phone lines just before midday today. And it again has a Christmas theme. Identify this Christmas movie. Have a listen to it. Made my family disappear. Okay, so that's uh, the last time you hear it until we open the phone lines when you hear it again around about 10 minutes to midday. So good luck with that and take whomever you choose to take with you off to the Blue Haven in Kinsale. Lines open at one 850 Listen, if it's not racing pigeons, it's uh, Senegal green parrots. Apparently one escaped last night in the Model Farm Road, Bishopstown area. If anyone comes across them this morning, assuming that uh, the parrot has survived the night, if he does land in someone's garden, could you bring him in? Give him a bit of toast or egg or something. He'd be starving by now. And then maybe they might contact your show. He's a much-loved family pet. And for the record, just in case you do come across the Senegal Green Parrot, he answers to the name of Sheldon. For that is his name, Sheldon. Okay, Chris, uh, let's see if you have any success. Maybe somebody's come across the parrot. I'm assuming you can walk up, pick the parrot up and bring him indoors. Uh, Anyway, a lot of other texts, though. Is spiced beef a city thing? I hear you talking about it on the air a lot, says Diana in West Cork. Well, it must be. A few guys down west have never heard of it. She says, I'm from West Cork, one of eight children, and we've never tasted spiced beef We just have roast turkey and homemade stuffing on Christmas Day. We never bother with ham either. Uh, Tomorrow is my parents Dan and Noreen's 49th wedding anniversary and they share their celebrations with their little granddaughter Danielle who will be three years old. Well, let me just say happy birthday to all concerned then. Um, Well, should I say Danielle who will be three and a wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary to uh, Dan and Noreen. But with regards to the spiced beef, um, I don't know. I wouldn't have thought that it was a city thing. It may well be very popular in the city. might have started and had its roots in the city. Uh, but I think a lot of supermarkets, I mean, you can get spiced beef now in, in Tesco's and, you know, you can get them in Tesco and you can get them in spice, piece of spiced beef in, in Super Value. But I'm assuming that is the case right across the county. If it's not, though, uh, you should travel up and, and buy a piece of it. You need, you certainly need ham anyway, don't you? You can't have the turkey on Christmas Day without the ham. And as for the stuffing, you say it's homemade, but I wonder, is it bread stuffing or potato stuffing? Because for me, it's got to be potato stuffing with thyme and onion. That's the biz. The old homemade stuffing with breadcrumbs does nothing for me. But there you go. Uh, Just one more then, because this is a lovely text from Claire. She says, I know I'm nearly a year late, but every time I tried to send this last year, I'd get upset. I just wanted to say you saved our Christmas dinner last year. My daughter won a McCarthy's turkey, ham and spiced beef from you. And we collected it on Wednesday, the 23rd of December, just after my father's funeral. Oh, dear me. If she hadn't won it, I don't think uh, we would have had the full works for Christmas dinner. As Dad died suddenly, 
and we were all over the place trying to get arrangements in place before more restrictions hit us. As in, we could have 25 people at the funeral and on Thursday it was back down to 12. But anyway, better late than never. A huge thank you for saving our Christmas dinner last year. It was absolutely delicious. We ordered again from McCarthy's this year. Merry Christmas to you all. Thank you. Better late than never, you say, Claire. Listen, it's just lovely for you to come back at all and say thank you. I'm very sad to hear of the passing of your dad. Certainly, um, any time it's a sad event, but at Christmas time, it must have been very, very, very difficult for you. So I'm glad that we were able to soften the blow uh, ever so slightly. Um, and I'm thinking of you this Christmas time on the first anniversary of your dad's passing. So thank you for that. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. How do you get rid of guests? We were asking earlier on who were staying too long. Many people have their own tricks. Don amongst them. Don, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are have you? you had to do this? Like, have you done this oh. in the past? Yeah, well, many years ago, uh, with one friend, and he he was uh, not not married, so he had, and he never drank, so there was no excuse to call a taxi. Everyone else would uh, gently go away, but he'd always hang around, and every time, and he was talking, so he had his own car. He had no home to go to, so there was no excuse. How well, he did have a home to go to. But he was going home to himself, like yeah. And he was going home to himself, yeah. yeah so he'd go home to anyone he wanted. So. Uh, one night I decided I put on, I go drink some in all right. I put on my dressing gown, got the hot water bottle and stood in front of him. And um, it took him about 30 seconds, I said, get to, get to him. So <laughs> off he went. And uh, every time he came after that, I uh, I went, I had the hot water bottle ready at the front door and showed it to him. What and time, it, like what uh, time would the hot water bottle come out at? Well, it could be one o'clock, and he'd be still he'd be rooted to the coach, the most comfortable coach you could get, and he was rooted to it, and uh, there was no way getting rid of him. And he'd talk for Ireland, and he'd he'd look at anything uh, on the telly, and uh, so <laughs> I yeah. can't help but think that buried in that conversation somewhere, Don is a lonely man, though. He was, yeah, <laughs> he must have been, yeah. But like, we needed to go to bed, so. <laughs> and we had children as well, so. We need to get them all. And another one we had later on in life, and another way of getting rid of people later on in life is we you were talking about the national anthem. We started playing um, the French national anthem, the Father Jack one, and then we'd have the Italian one, and then we'd go gently into the um, Ireland's car, and then we'd finish off it our own one, and that would get everybody sobered up. And then I'll march out the door. But, uh, but you'd play the national anthem. You wouldn't be singing. You don't know. You haven't got the words of the French national anthem, surely. Oh, no, I put it, I put it up on uh, I put it up on the TV. Uh, <laughs> I put it up on YouTube. So we'd all be there with our father Jack salute, and uh, <laughs> we put up the Italian one, and I'd be nice and lively. And then we we get down and they'd all kind of sober up. Then when we plan the national home, and then they'd all they're quiet and they'd all sober up and. We'd say that's the hint to go home. Would they, so. would they stand up and no, I, arms down straight to attention? No, I, that's right. Uh, even with a few drinks, they were still straight. So. Is that, does that happen still in places? You know, like years and years ago, many, many events would end with the national anthem. I know soccer matches and what have you, and ga matches start with it. But it used to be played in pubs at the end of a gig and stuff. Oh, yeah. Every uh, time we went to a pub years ago, like the, the band would play, even for the fellow with a guitar yeah. or, or an, an organ or an electric piano or whatever. Because I was a national anthem. It was a great Everybody mark of respect, wasn't it, to those that oh. went before us? But I'd say it's dying yeah. off now. 
Well, it is, yeah. Definitely is, yeah. I'm the only place we'd hear it now is down, down the park at the moment. Oh, yeah, you'd expect yeah, yeah. that. But all the yeah. pubs and the one-man band and the two-man band and whatever. And where are you yeah. calling from? Are you in the city or are you in the county? I'm in, I'm in Talker. Yeah, Talker okay. In the city, right. yeah. So, okay. uh, like, that, that's just... Uh, just some came back to me there when we were talking about it, and I remember back. And unfortunately, that, that poor man is after passing away now, so... Uh, but uh, that's why I can talk about him now, so... A lifelong bachelor. A, li- a lifelong bachelor, yeah. <laughs> I won't say he died a happy man, but, you know... <laughs> it has its pros and cons, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. It has its pros and cons, definitely, yeah. So, but I'm happy married again, so that's, that's all right with me. Yeah, yeah, we still yeah. have people over. You but, see, you got uh, married, so your life ended up being... Uh, you have to compromise in a marriage. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I know a, f- a few people, no names, but obviously a few people who are bachelors, and they're, a lot of them can be very set in their ways. And why wouldn't they be? They only have themselves to look out for. I mean, they're very kind and thoughtful and generous. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what they have is all theirs. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, everything, everything they have is theirs. Like, everything I have is belongs to someone else. You know, so. But that's a good thing, because I, yeah. I know very well that if I had never married or, or met Paula or got married, I wouldn't be doing this program now. I would have gone off the rails and I would be a complete and utter mess now. So yeah. we, need, we need a focus in our life and we need yeah. somebody to keep, you know, obviously it's give and take. Ste- yeah, yeah, well said, yeah. Don. It's yeah, steadying yeah, the ship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. keeping you on course, you know. It does, yeah, because it gets, especially when you have, um, if you have problems around, like you can sit down and have a chat about them. Yeah, and they can also know. drive you on and motivate you to do better in your life or better oh. in your career. I found oh. all of those things anyway to be huge positives for me. Well, it's, yeah, it, it, it's a sense of security. Like a lot of people say, oh, you're, you're too secure and you're too settled. Like, but there's nothing wrong with being settled and secure either. No, you know, it's no. Just, you know, just do your own thing. And, if, yeah. But like, yeah. well, I'm out the door playing golf now, so I can't, I can't <laughs> see that badge, you know. I'm at the stage now where when, when we have a party, we have to, I have to wake up the guests to go home because so, uh, I'll find the seat. <laughs> <laughs> lovely lovely chatting with you enjoy right. the golf game fair play right, to you lovely call back after the break text 0868104106 thank you Don text the Neil Prenderville show now 0868104106 Red FM okay somebody looking for a Premier League winter football and uh, no sports shops seem to have one it's urgent please well if it's not PlayStation 5s that people are looking for it's Holly with berries on it so now it's also a Premier League winter football not Jersey actual football so there's that and lots more besides earlier in the week uh, we spoke to Mary I don't know what the update it is is on the racing pigeon that flew into our window and went bang and she's minding it flew off eventually did it okay so it recovered and flew away and clearly if the racing pigeon gets up and flies off it flies home because it knows where to go it knows where to go uh, but it prompted messages from people as to what you feed them etc etc and it prompted a call from, from Julie who joins me by phone Lou, Julie good morning Good morning, Neil. So, same. No, this didn't fly into the glass or anything, but it just flew into the back garden, was it? No, I tell you now, I was heading off to bed. It was after 11 at night, and there was a bang outside. And I was like, oh, so oh it my did God. hit something then? It did, it did. And I put on my back door light and I looked out, and there was a pigeon up on top of the bin. So I was like, oh my God, I live alone with my dog. So I didn't want to go out to the pigeon. I thought, maybe it's just sitting there, you know, and it'll take off. But it was on my mind during the night and I got out of bed several times looking out and it was still up on top of the bin. So I got up eventually at six in the morning and I opened the back door. My dog, of course, wanted to go out and do what comes naturally. Yeah. And I was like, what am I going to do? So Still on the I, bin? No. Um, when I looked, it was gone. I thought oh, it must have gone away. So I left the dog out and whatever way I looked, there was something moving behind the bin. 
So I was like, oh, bloody hell. And my dog is a boxer. And I was like, oh, my God, if she gets hang, you know, hold of the poor pigeon, it's finished. Yeah. So I was watching it. And I again, I wouldn't be one to approach a bird. I wouldn't even know how to handle it. And I'd be afraid it hurt it. So I got her in. I don't know. She's got a broke. You see, could have a broken neck or anything. You wouldn't know. Yeah, this is it. So, and it was quite a small pigeon. So I was like, what am I going to do here? So I got her in, the dog, and I started looking up on Facebook and on the internet, what could you do or how could I find out what's wrong with this pigeon? So eventually I, I actually contacted Brenda inside and I said, look, I have a pigeon. It landed on the bin. It's out in the thing, out in my garden. So I was terrified. I didn't want anything to happen to it. And, you know, there's cats around the neighbourhood as well. So I called a buddy of mine and I said, look, can you get me a cardboard box or something? And he, he came up and he still didn't have a box. And he moved her up to my front garden where my dog couldn't get at her because there's a fence in the way. So I put her in the corner and somebody then contacted me, thanks to Brenda, as I say, um, from, you know, the people that would be doing... Vision fence years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I got a little Tupperware thing and I filled it with tepid warm water with sugar. That's what they told me. And they said, if you cornflakes or anything like that, crush them up and bring them up to the pigeon. So this is what I was doing. I was in and out, in and out all the time. And did the pigeon eat the cornflakes? It actually did. It moved towards what I put down straight away. So it must have been starving. So... Did you ever find... So was was the pigeon collected then? Um, well, what happened was, um, yeah, this man contacted me and he said, look, I'm living up in, I'm in Ballinock, so he's living in Ballinock as well. He, he knew where my home was and he said he'll call, but it would be after work in the evening. So I said, that's fine, that's okay. So I kept watching the pigeon and eventually I brought it indoors. I had the cardboard box at this stage and I put newspaper in the bottom of it and he said to put like, like a light tea towel over the box with the pigeon and she'd be fine. So I had her in the hall and um, by a rat. So she was fine and I kept checking on her and she was fine. Eventually he came and he, he told me all about the, the pigeon. I said, how do you know it's a female? And he was telling me, you check their feet, some some difference in the feet. So that's how they can tell the difference. Oh, really? Uh, Is that the only yeah. way? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was like, okay. So um, he said she was quite young and she was very, she had been very dehydrated. And was, did he say that she was a racing pigeon? She was a racing pigeon. She, I think from, I think he said from the north of Ireland, God. judging on the little numbers on her leg. But um, it turned out, I think a gentleman rang me days later to thank me and he was from Dublin. So she'd gotten lost. What happened was she'd gotten lost and disorientated. But do you and know where she was flying from? Um far as I know, uh, well, that man said Northern Ireland, but her owner said that he was ringing me from Dublin, so I'm really not 100%. Yeah, because like sometimes they, they, they ship them over to France and they fly back to the north side yeah, of Cork City that's kind right. of thing. Yeah, apparently they know their way around and everything, but this gentleman knew a lot about her and had contacted her owner and he said, look, I'm going to take her off your hands. He would have had to nurse her for like two weeks. I think she was in such bad shape. Yeah. Um, and he said, had I not done what I'd done, she could have died that day. Yeah, oh, do- so, undoubtedly. Uh, well, certainly from starvation and dehydration. You see, yeah. what's happening apparently is um, in, in, in some cases they're flying into big glass panels that people have in, in kitchens or conservatories and things. Yeah. They, they don't know it's glass, you see. Yeah, the poor thing. And like, I, I I'm an animal lover and I was like, oh, I don't want anything to get at her. And were but you, uh, just finally, were you sad to see her go? 
I actually was because I was looking at her every so often out in the hall. Of course, I had to keep my dog away. And uh, it was like the dog's out in the room and the, the pigeons in the box in the hall. So I was in and out all day. But, um, you know, she was like she got brighter as the day went on because I could hear her cooing inside in the box. So Coming that was good fine. Yeah. 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 So I was happy that like that they found out where she came from and the person... As I say, he rang me a few days later. He got my number and he thanked me. Oh, well, it's got a happy ending. Once upon a time <laughs> with a happy ending. Well said, well said. Well done for yeah. your intervention. Thanks, Julie. Lovely chatting. Take thanks care. for your call and happy Christmas to all. And you too. You're lovely. Take care. Take care Earlier in the week, we started the week with Monica, who is a competition going with her sister, Fran, I think. Monica is back home now, but she lived many years in the UK. And her sister, Fran, I believe, is in Australia. Anyway, this competition was to see who could buy the ugliest Christmas decoration. It's been going on for years. It also prompted other calls from people who do likewise. But she sent me some photographs of the ugly decorations that she and Fran swap every year or come up with every year. And they are ugly. I mean, apparently you can buy ugly Christmas decorations. Why not? You can buy everything else. But lo and behold, I got a particular photograph sent in then to us um, of what is, I'm told, I'm told that it's a Brussels sprout called Bob the Brussels Sprout. Um, and this was made with a lot of love and TLC, I'm sure, by Marguerite and others. And she joins me by phone. Now, Marguerite, good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm well. Now, we will share the photograph uh, online so people can get a, an idea as to just how... Is it okay to call it ugly or do you think it's cute? Which is it? Attention went into it anyway. What? <laughs> love and attention went into it anyway. <laughs> we tried. So it's a green body, as in, it looks like a, it looks like a green Nespresso pod. Do you know those? Yeah. yeah. And who made it? Myself and my daughter made it. She was actually out of school sick the week they were doing sewing in school. So she said to me, can we sit down and make something? And then I know how to sew so I can catch up with the others. So I said, you know what, we'll make a Christmas decoration. So um, you, you picked you picked the least liked thing on the Christmas dinner plate, the Brussels yeah. sprouts. <laughs> None of us eat Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Only my mother. I <laughs> know. Uh, I must. How long did it take? Three hours. Really? Tissues and band aids because she kept on putting the needle into her fingers. <laughs> <laughs> How old is she? <laughs> She's thirteen. Was she thirteen when she was sewing it? Yeah. <laughs> so is it is it new? Is that the latest edition? We just made it there a couple of weeks ago. Ah, in fairness, I shouldn't be calling it ugly then. It's made it's made with love. Very cute. <laughs> it's cute with the red hat and everything, the Santa and hat. And then she named him Bob. And is he hanging off the tree, Bob? He's hanging off the tree and she said he's going to be forever on our Christmas tree. Even when I have my own house and my own Christmas tree, Bob will be there. That's so important. <laughs> yeah, it's a memory. Because we, we've got, um, you know, you have the... A lot of the time you can put the princess on top of the Christmas tree or you can put the angel on top of the Christmas tree, whatever you like. Or, or one is made by my daughter when she was very, very small and yeah. the body of it is the toilet roll, an empty toilet roll. Oh, yeah. That's the body and then all the other bits coming off it. She's actually particular about her Christmas tree because she made me buy a white Christmas tree and she decorated it all with pink Minnie Mouse decorations. <laughs> and then you have Bob in the middle. <laughs> well, it's certainly a memory and it'll pass down from generations to come, I hope. Definitely, definitely. As and they're played for. <laughs> and it's good to learn how to sew, isn't it? I can sew and it's, 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 it's always stood me well, putting in a she button. She repaired her pants there last week herself. Better after than just throwing Bob. it away, isn't it? Yeah, after, after making Bob. <laughs> so she made Bob, <laughs> Yeah. shed a lot of blood, and now yeah. you, have a history, you have a great Christmas memory from many years That's to come. It. 
that's it Bob the Brussels sprout well I hope other people (laughs) share things like that because it's a lot of fun to see these photographs popping up on social media you know true yeah true well done done. thanks Marguerite happy Christmas cheers bye bye the Neil Prendival show on Cork's Red FM our phone lines remain open after midday 1850 104 106 thank you Ruth Uh, with regards to worst Christmas presents my grandmother bought my mother back in the day a grave for Christmas well I suppose you'll always get to use it it's one present that you'll never not use I would love to and then a lot then on issues regarding people trying to get in and out for indoor dining and what have you this is interesting I'm this would happen love to know any of your listeners if they've had issues using the COVID vaccine record card not the QR code, not anything on your phone, but the actual physical card. So you'd have the co- you'd have the COVID vaccine record card and passport to gain entry to indoor dining. See, I don't have a smartphone and I don't have a printer, but this morning I was refused entry to a well-known and popular restaurant near Cork. Both myself and my partner were asked to leave. We've been using these up to date without issue in Cork and Kerry and beyond. I wonder, has the guidance changed or is it the way places don't want to be bothered with paper form anymore? The way we were spoken to, we were happy to leave. We used these before in the same place a few weeks ago without any issue, but that was for outdoor dining in a marquee. I don't know, to be quite honest, whether things have changed. I wouldn't have thought so because not everybody has a smartphone. So I would have thought you have your vaccine card showing that you're doubly dosed that you would gain entry, so I have no idea why you were refused. I really and truly don't, unless it has changed, but I didn't hear anything about it. They're still valid in my book. And then uh, people, I'm not going to give out much details here, apart from um, just letting somebody know by the name of Philip Cahill that he might need to take some action because Barry was in touch with me by email saying, my details in respect of the booster vaccine and the HSC system are mixed up with a Philip Carroll, Cahill, I should say. Seems that my number and his details are mixed up, and I'm wondering if this Philip could contact the HSC to make sure that he gets his appointment for his booster. He may well be lit- waiting and wondering why he's not getting it. Now, I don't want to give out Philip Cahill's age for, um, you know, GDPR reasons, whatever, but we're certainly talking about a Philip Cahill in his 50s. So if it's you, might be an idea just to check the HSC system to make sure that your information is right. Otherwise, you'll just be waiting and waiting. Uh, listening to your show, you had a guy from Baker Boy Cakes on. My son is getting married on Friday, as in tomorrow. And yesterday, he told me he has no wedding cake. I said, what? Any chance you could ask that man you had on to rustle up a cake for them? They're not keen on fruitcake, and they never get around to organizing an alternative, even though they had plenty of time, as they were supposed to get married in June of last year, but couldn't because of the lockdown. Anyway, I'd said I'd ask you, as the man that sorts stuff, apparently says Carmel in Glasheen. You're looking for a a wedding cake by this time tomorrow. Um, I'm assuming at this stage, because you sent me this at the start of the week. Um, So please let me know as to whether you've got the wedding cake sorted. You had a couple of days, but if you hadn't, haven't by now, and I would imagine, Carmel, you possibly have. He certainly left it very late, and that's one of the reasons I'm reading it out. I suppose you have a checklist for weddings, and, you know, unless you write everything down, you're bound to forget something. I know somebody once years ago at a wedding, and they left the father-in-law at home. Um, we're at inside in the church, actually, and we're like, where's Grandad? So you get back in the car, go home, pick him up, and bring him to the church. Perhaps you might ask your listeners if any experience of uh, or know about where you would get a baby christened same-sex parents who wish to get a baby christened. Are there any priests in Cork that would do this? Or what have others done? Uh, Something that's important to us to do, but not sure if it's possible in the Catholic Church. I don't know. I I think there probably would be priests 
who would have absolutely no problem in the wide earthly world christening a baby to a same-sex parent couple. Why would they? I mean, to me, I wouldn't see it as a problem, but maybe the Catholic Church still have rules regarding that. I don't know. But I'm quite sure there's somebody listening that can shed some light on that. Let's find out. Text 0868104106. We got lots then on fussy eaters um, from earlier in the week. You know, when I say fussy eaters, I'm talking about fussy kids who um, just won't eat the food you put up in front of them. I'll come back to those texts. But I want to recast your mind back to a story from some months ago when we were chatting with Susan, Susanna O'Flynn. She was trying to fundraise at the time for a hot tub for the kids at St. Killian's Special School in Mayfield. Uh, her son Luke attends there and they were getting together to raise funds for a hot tub. We were chatting about it on the air and lo and behold, throughout the course of the conversation, all sorts of people wanted to come forward to help with the construction of a pergola, put a roof on it and also to install the actual hot tub itself. Now, I was sent photographs yesterday of the finished deal. Everything's done. It looks fantastic. The hot tub is in, the pergola is up, the roof is up, the artificial grass is down. It looks the business. Uh, And I just wanted to touch base with Suzanne just to see that everything went well and they're very, very happy with it. Suzanne, good morning. Well, tell me all, everybody delighted with the work? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it just went um, amazing. It's brilliant. Have Have they had an opportunity to use it yet? No, they didn't because I tell you now, um, Dave Hunter was up uh, automatically with all the um, tools with his son Brian and they built the pergola at a rapid rate for us. Um, and, and actually, uh, you know, he's he's a good guy because I was watching his Facebook page because he was putting up photographs of the work he was doing along the way. And one of the comments that he made really struck me. He said, it's great to give something back. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing, and his son Brian. They were absolutely. I, I, I have no words from. They were just absolutely amazing. The two of them. They just got in. on with it. Yeah, they were like a trooper. They, they got through it so quickly. It was amazing. Um, they done great work. And again, like we, we got Dave. We put a bit of work Dave's way. Then we got a, a custom ball pond built for the children as well. So we got Dave then to build that for us as What's well. What's his company? Because so I know he does uh, stoves and fireplaces. Stoves, yeah, that's it. I don't have his company name now to hands, Neil, but it, he is involved in the stoves. But he also can, he, that man can turn his hand to anything. He's amazing. And he certainly uh, delivered on his promise. And the hot oh, tub, yeah. where'd that come from again? Okay, so we got the roofing uh, done from uh, Declan, Declan Hurley. He came on with the roofing, but we we had a bit of a delay with that um, for personal reasons, which is fine. So the roofing was done from Declan Hurley. And then, of course, the mighty Greg from Douglas Forestry provided the hot tub. Ah, yeah, that's the big ticket item. Without all of the rest of it, no hot tub. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, So it's like a a hydrotherapy pool, we're going to call it, Neil, you know, because that's what the children need and that's what they're after getting. So Greg came up on Monday and he delivered the hot tub and of course they put me back into it and we got it all set up and ready to go and in fairness now he gave us all the chemicals and everything to start off with. Um, so again, great bit of stuff there and we got all the wood was supplied by Dan Toomey in Corpus Providers and Polder Road. Unbelievable. He supplied every bit of wood even down to the ball pond for the children. He gave us all that wood, all the wood for the pergola. It's just amazing. It saved us an absolute fortune. Actually cost you nothing at all. 
basically it cost us nothing the only thing it's going to cost us is if you have the pictures there of it I've only the one Dave sent me one photograph it looks fantastic oh yeah it's, it's, it's amazing we're going to get it all painted up now and get it all nice and funky and do kind of like a C-team maybe for the children and the way that we made it like if you if, if you were looking at the picture where the hot tub is under the pergola, there's a fine big structure of wood behind it. That's actually a changing area for the children. Oh, wow. So they have their own little privacy there now as well for, for getting dressed and changed and whatever, you know. Are they very so excited I, about it? They're aware of what's been going on, are they? Oh, I had to laugh because when I was up there Monday and Greg was coming in, and it's actually a bit of a funny story because Greg had a little bit of a tour around because he went to school there years ago when it was St. John of God's. So he was like, couldn't believe the change and the transformation actually in the school as well. I know. And he had a grand old tour around and we had a grand old chat about it and whatever. And when we went out then uh, to where the hot tub was going, some of the children were passing in and out through the hall. And they were looking and they were like, oh my God, it's here, it's here, it's here. Look at it, look at it, look at it. So <laughs> there was great excitement. There when are they going to get into it? Uh, well, you see, we were we were we were going to get it up and running this week, and then you know there was a bit of talk that the schools were going to close tomorrow for Christmas. But I think that's gone on the back burner now. So um, I think it's safer to just leave it now for the new year. Ah, uh, well, no you point. know best. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know best. If, if, if no it were me, if it were me, I'd have it up and running and bubbling, and I'd have them inside. Well, I, I I was in it, but there was no water in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite I the same. It. <laughs> it's not quite the same. Yeah, I got into it, but there was no water in it. But it was lovely and cozy. I here. love it. Actually, Dave Hunter's company is called Pro Stove Installations. They do uh, installations of stoves. He's a building contractor as well. That's why the roof and the pergola was no bother to him at all. He may have have helped me in the past, you know. I vaguely remember a story. with a stove of uh, some lady, I think, that got into trouble in Mahin. Yeah, maybe he did. And I think maybe there was an elderly gentleman who who was robbed. And I think he might have been saving money for radiators or something. And I think Dave, I mean, it's not the first time. Dave is is a great bit of stuff. So we were delighted to put a, a bit of work back his way and get him to build the custom ball pool for us you know it was it was ah, yeah, that was great and you know something well, those hot know? tubs they don't come cheap so it's brilliant no somebody... no I, I think Greg said the value of the one that we got um, is up around 780 euro yeah yeah. I think with all the wood in that Dan Toomey would have gave us some cork builders providers I'm delighted. it was coming in around 1600 euro I'm delighted. I'm delighted you know there was a lot of money there Neil and you know again down to the people in Cork like you know can't be done without them well done you know well done well it's great to deliver and everybody who promised delivered and that's the Cork way so delighted for you you do have um, an event next March I think is that right I do yeah I only launched it this morning actually Neil and I'm hoping to run it on an annual basis I'm going to call it the Blossom Ball uh, for the simple reason it is like you know to watch children blossom at their own pace and their own you know their own agenda so hence the name of it um, so it's on on the 5th of March in Rochestown Park Hotel um, it's going to be a four course meal it's going to be a night of music and dancing we've candy carts um, we've got a band we have a DJ to late we've reduced um, rates on the rooms and the Rochester Park Hotel at Blossom the moment. Ball. So That's something deserve. to look forward to. Hopefully it'll yeah, happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to send you two tickets, so I, I, I expect to see you there. <laughs> and tell me, <laughs> and who are you fundraising for? So this is going for the school. It's going to be an ah, annual well ball. Oh, again, it's for it's, St. It's Killian's Special St. School. St. Killian's Special School in Mayfield. It's uh, going to be the Blossom Ball. It's going to be an annual event. 
And yeah, I, I only launched it this morning. So yeah, I'll be chipping away now, getting that up and running. All in right, the well, we'll be very happy to push that for you. Suzanne, do stay in touch. If I don't talk to you, happy Christmas. We'll chat in the Many new year. Many happy returns, Neil, and Merry Christmas to everyone in Cork that always, you know, never leaves us down. No, yet again. So get that really hot tub bubbling, it. get it bubbling, get it heated I'll up. I'll send you a video when it's actually up and running and we have some children in it, obviously with parents' consent. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, there's no, there's no need for that. The, you know, the, the rest of the journey now is yours so enjoy it and have Absolutely. many many happy and days with the Neil, kids thanks a million and all right, Merry Christmas to you all you too take care all Thank the best bye bye it's uh, Christmas time guys um, there's a song Neil that you used to play for years that went like there's something in the chimney and I don't know what it is it was a little girl's voice can you please play it today says Amy yeah, that's kind of the lyrics. Uh, Santa got stuck up the chimney is probably closer to home. Um, I did, I pl- I've played it years back from time to time and always under protest because, like, do you like it? I mean, yeah, Emer likes it. I, I detest it. I, I think it's an horrific song. I mean, it, I think it's probably the worst Christmas song I've ever heard. Up there with Mel and Kim's Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. It's one of those ones that I would never want to willingly play. Uh, but being the kind of guy I am... It's dreadful. There's something stuck up in the chimney and I don't know what it is, but it's been there all night long. And we'll have him every Christmas. I mean, what's to like about that? Like, was I, was I missing the day that they handed out cute or cutesy kind of things? I just don't see it. I don't see why anybody would think that that's a good song. Maybe it's just the kid. I don't know what it is, but it just ain't me. It's not on my radar. Anyways, played. So that's it out of the way for another year. Oh, hang on a second. Neil, my ears. Yeah, I assume you're like me then when you say, my ears. Another one. Oh my God, that's the most shocking Christmas song I ever heard. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it though? Skitting here, we're bopping around the shop. We love this song, says Amanda and Sylvia in Pampered Paws. That's because you work with dogs and puppies and cute things. You see, that's the difference. You've got cuteness in your nature. You love all of that cuddly, feely kind of thing. Where's the bloody ad break? This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red <laughs> FM. <laughs> so, 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 Santa got stuck up the chimney. Pat says, in all fairness, Neil, to balance things out, you now have to play I'm the man who cuts the turkey's throat at Christmas. Now that's a Christmas song. There is such a thing as there. Is that song knocking around? Did somebody actually record a song like that? I'm the man who cuts the turkey's crow at Christmas time. I don't know if it is. I'll find it. And if it's broadcastable, we'll go for it. Oh, listen, phone lines are open now. one 106 We have three midweek breaks uh, for two people at the Blue Haven Hotel in Kinsale. Valid midweek. You can bring whomever you choose to take with you. It's part of the Blue Haven collection. We're giving these prizes away all week long. So three winners. Callers 9, 10 and 11. But you've got to identify and name this Christmas movie. Made my family disappear. Ah! Okay, one eight fifty Get darling now and good luck to you. Meanwhile, it's big day today. Um, oh, because why? Well, I can tell you why. Maham Point Shopping Centre again this Thursday has the farmers market there, but they're not alone because the big red bus is there. St. Vincent de Paul is there and Colm O'Sullivan and the team are there as well. He joins me by phone. Colm, good morning. 
Good morning, Neil. How are you? Big day today, raising whatever you can for St. Vincent de Paul and a big draw as well for a brand new motor car. What's going on? Well, there's loads of stuff going on. It is a busy, busy Thursday down here at Mountain Point, Neil. I'm just standing up on the top deck of the big red bus now, looking over the farmer's market, and there's hundreds of people milling around, uh, sampling all the delights of the farmer's market. And we're doing a big collection on the big red bus again today for St. Vincent de Paul. So you might remember a few weeks ago, on a Saturday afternoon, we did, um, we filled the big red bus outside the Red FM studios for St. Vincent de Paul, and we had so many people from all over Cork coming up to us, giving donations, giving lots of food items, giving toys, clothes, cash, vouchers, anything at all. St. Vincent de Paul, uh, we were chatting to them this morning here, and they're telling us they're helping more families in Cork this Christmas than they have for many, many years. So they Tough. need as much as they can get. And uh, because we got so much a couple of weeks ago and everyone was so generous, we said, you know what, we'll do it again. It's a busy Thursday. It's the week before Christmas down here at Mountain Point, And there are lots of people around. So and what are you asking people to bring along, Pat? Um, anything at all, really, Neil. Non-perishable food items. Lots of people have brought bits of shopping along from the various shops here today as well. Um, we've, had people, we've actually had one lady come up a few minutes ago. She had a full shopping trolley. She must have spent a fortune for this. You're joking me, really? A full shopping trolley of stuff. Plus another couple of boxes and bags on top of it. So that's a few um, hundred euro for sure. It is. It was definitely a few hundred euros. So I mean, a huge generosity. That's just one example. And then uh, hundreds of other people donating as well. So the, the objective is to fill the bus. So um, any food items, any clothes, uh, toys, I suppose. And they said as well, what's very important this year, that will be very helpful are vouchers. So vouchers that they can give to people to give as gifts or to use mm. to spend on the family or the kids or whatever are, um, are very welcome as well. So, so give uh, a little for St. Vincent de Paul yeah. all day today at uh, at the farmer's market? Yeah, all day today, Neil. So um, the patrollers, the patrollers have been here since about 10 a.m. this morning and we're going to be broadcasting live from the pod now as well shortly at 12. And uh, the bus is here until about 4 o'clock this afternoon. So you've all day to come around if you're outside Man and Point. It's by the farmer's market, as we said, uh, just by the main exit here, or the main entrance here at Man and Point. You can see the big red buses you're driving into Man and Point. So... You can't miss it if you're anywhere around the area today, even on your lunch break or anything, if you can pop down, if you can give a few donations and help out families in Cork this Christmas. It will be very, very much appreciated by everyone here. Well done, and well done for being part of it. You do good work, all of you on the team. Well done, Colm. Have a great day today. Thanks for taking the call, pal. Cheers for now. Colm O'Sullivan's at the farmer's market, and the big red bus there is all day long. So he's talking about cleaning products, baby products, toys, clothes, food, non-perishables. And also bear in mind that St. Vincent de Paul also have their fundraiser and there are tickets on sale at the front door of the shopping centre all day today to win yourself a brand new car. So maybe you might want to pop down to Maham Point Shopping Centre at some stage today and good luck with that and thanks for helping. People need our help again more so than ever this year. Lines open at 1850 104 106. Well done to John Long, Main Street Carrigaline, Lisa Mulryan from Ballyhooley Road and Breda Collins from Boher, a scrub in Bishop in Buttevant. That's an interesting ad- address. I'd love to get the backstory to that historic address. So for you guys, of course, we have an overnight at the Blue Haven and we have more prizes again tomorrow. Of course, we're talking about Macaulay Culkin's movie Home Alone. One, two, three, four, five. Not quite sure. We'll do another competition tomorrow. But the last word today, I love this story actually. Gail, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Now, your husband was your, was your boyfriend at the time or he husband? He was my boyfriend at the time. He was. He decided that uh, it would be very funny because I, I love the theme so much that one of my first... Wait a second, because it's a shocking line. You love what so much? I love baked beans so much. One second there. <laughs> Me too. I is that a, yeah, I love baked beans. And How do you like them? Uh, beans on toast with cold, melted cheese on? Cold, anything. Whichever whichever way possible. I could not eat beans cold, woman. Oh, How do you, are you pregnant are, or what? 
No, well, that was one of my cravings during pregnancy. Cold beans, salad cream and silver skin onions. All at the one time? All at the one time in the one bowl. Oh, God, it's nearly lunchtime. You put me off it. But no, he you thought that it would be hilarious to buy me a Heinz baked bean pan with a spoon and tin of baked beans. And it was pride of place on our <laughs> oven for at least three to four years until it miraculously got lost when we moved house. It got lost intentionally yes. or? It miraculously, it got lost. Oh, and you can actually buy something like that, a Heinz baked beans yeah, you pot. Can, now, I, I, I had to go online to search the picture of it, but I it was, he got it in Argos and that was eight years ago and I've never seen one since. Was that a Christmas gift incidentally? Yes, it was. That was what I opened on Christmas morning. It's thoughtful, isn't it? It was, it was, but it was very funny as well, but it was never used. It was never, it was always kept in the little, the little packaging on the, the oven, never used. <laughs> yeah. And are you, and, and do you have a preference with regards to the beans? Are you a Heinz girl or oh, a bachelor? Heinz, definitely, all the way. Yeah, you would, would you go for the, uh, the own brand ones at all? Would you be able to tell the difference? Little. Little, little brand is brilliant as well. <laughs> little brand is brilliant as well, but not a bachelor's girl myself. How often would you eat baked beans? At least three, four times a week. And how do you mix it up? Like, I mean, okay. Just baked beans with, I could have it on toast with scrambled egg with anything. Yeah, he thought it would be absolutely hilarious. There's nothing nicer, actually, than a spot of lunch or whatever. A couple of bits of toast, a bit there of butter. The, the the restaurant in um, Wilton, the one in, in the middle that goes the whole way through, myself and my friend at least once a week go in there for chips, sausages and baked beans. Oh, I'd love that. Oh, <laughs> I'd have that for breakfast, I would. Well, any time of the day, really. But yeah, that was that was one of the the worst and funniest and best presents I got all in the one for Christmas. Oh my God! Not to mention the pregnancy craving. I wonder if well, other people have other crazy pregnancy cravings like yours. That was one of mine. I have to be well. To be fair, I'd still probably eat it now. <laughs> yeah, I'd still probably eat it now. Oh my God! All right, listen. We've more calls like yours tomorrow. But thanks for sharing. Appreciate thanks, it, Gail. Neil. Bye. Baked beans for lunch today, no doubt. I suppose. Yeah, exactly. We're just going up to my point next so we'll say hi to Colm as well <laughs> Good luck Any chance you'd ask Neil to give my mother Nora, Noreen Collins in Don Manway a big happy birthday for Sunday please she celebrated a big birthday on Sunday but we were not allowed to say what number but anyway happy belated birthday to Noreen from all of the family keep those calls coming text 0868104106 pick up the phone on 1850104106 have a good day I'll see you tomorrow Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.